Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <sighs> All right. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't mouse. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. It is basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina. We'll talk pirates and golden hurricane on today's program along with a lot of other sports topics the next three hours right here on prl clip rock in the pirate radio studio shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt here as always and thanks for tuning in on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 9 30 also online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and youtube what is on your mind on this tuesday let us know in the youtube chat or the facebook live chat you can hit us up on twitter as well as we'll be talking to you during these next three hours and talking to several guests on today's program including kim mcneil head basketball coach of the ecu women's basketball team they are at home coming up wednesday night six o'clock and uh, have been playing great of late really good at home and a really good conference record mark too at five and two they are nine and two in Minji's coliseum trying to make it ten and two uh, at home coming up wednesday six o'clock when they take on the memphis tigers so coach mcneil will join us coming up at around 3 30 at four o'clock the mully man mike mullis will join us to talk all things sports here locally and beyond a lot of baseball uh, chatter beginning hot stove uh heating up and uh talk to cliff goblin and the coaches and players at ecu baseball media day yesterday we'll uh, give you some more of that today and throughout the week here on pirate radio live it's available to watch in full you can see all the interviews all the videos on youtube pirate radio tv so make sure you are subscribed we'll talk uh, baseball and more with molly coming up in hour number two michael perry will join us in hour two as well he'll be on the call tonight with the voice jeff charles when east carolina takes on tulsa battle of the basement both teams one and six in league play one team will be uh the outright uh worst team in the league record wise after tonight we don't want that to be ecu uh we'll ask michael perry what the pirates need to do to win without javon small tonight when they take on tulsa and also uh ask coach perry what happened to his cowboys bryce williams will join us in hour three of today's show he'll be fired up and hydrated because we have water for bryce so no cramping today bryce will be happy and hydrated coming up in hour number three Ellerby joins us to kick off today's program. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Clipper. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. As uh, we are drinking refreshments in here, and uh, Bryce yeah. will be enjoying some H2O in hour three. Having a nice uh, afternoon diet Mountain Dew for a little pick me up here with uh, 
my main man clip rock on the radio hey here we are just a couple of guys talking sports talking sports got a lot of fun stuff going on in the in the world a lot of great guests coming up on the program glad i could be your leadoff guy looking forward to uh yeah talking some hoops on today's program shirley rhodes is here and the man of chan chandler honeycutt here as well what's up what's up guys how y'all doing hey doing good how are you good to see you yeah you too thanks for having me all right see you hey shirley yo what's up i feel like you and chandler just had the exchange when two coaches go out to midfield slap each other (laughs) on the back real fast (laughs) you know it's good to see you good luck like All right, a, no, no love just 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 uh just pleasantries real fast yeah it is like a um i guess it's just the show of sportsmanship but like what what's really accomplished during those chats and and really shouldn't we stop like the in-game interview with the coach too? got to like the halftime the coaches would love it right nobody's saying anything the coaches are screwing it up it's a lose-lose for the reporter because even if they ask you a question it's not going to get answered and then they just kind of throw it. We know what's going to happen. They throw out a softball. and I think the football halftime interviews are fine. The ones that struggle with me is when baseball starts doing the interviews in the dugout during the game. That gets a little weird because they're actually like – I mean, like, the I think to, that's way better. They'll interview players <clears throat> playing on the field That's sometimes. more entertaining than the coach at halftime. How weird, maybe, but, like, at least you get something. Like, the coach is, like, answering a question while watching his guy – take a pitch i don't know i think it's entertaining i don't i don't mind the coaches coming off the field Jeez. you would rather just have aaron andrews stand there you know i just you know talked no i didn't say that either ron rivera told me this give me some uh, analysis and highlights like i don't yeah well <laughs> yeah aaron andrews is going to give you more than what they said than they actually say on the air so yeah i think that's more valuable and none of it's valuable like the coach said, we need to. They need to clean up penalties in the second half. You wouldn't. No want, crap. You wouldn't want the Cowboys coach coming off at the halftime and and uh, them asking like your your field goal just missed another extra point. What what you know? I mean, you don't want to. You want to. People live in a now society. They want to know that stuff now. Yeah, but the coach is not going to give you anything, especially that bumbling fool Mike McCarthy. He you probably never know. he's got like drool running down his face. He didn't even watch the first half. Uh, what. A, Instead of the coaches at halftime, why don't they just go up to like the suite, the family suite, and interview like their wives and say, "Hey, what did what did your husband? What should he have done in the first half that he uh, that he did?" Or do you think um, Jessica's husband over here, the quarterback, should have thrown your husband yeah, the ball more? Right. <laughs> okay. How do you like that? that I like this. Okay. Now we're, do now? we need like they have the Manning cast. Do we need like a housewives cast? <laughs> Is that what we need? We're like, just trying to improve the game, the the so, watching experience. So let's not worry about hearing from the people directly involved in the game. Let's talk to people's wives and relatives and other people. Again, the the coaches aren't going to give you anything. Maybe a player that would be more interesting than the head coach. How about let, let's go to section two thirteen and get their reaction? It might maybe Michael Perry should come up and interview it at two thirteen at halftime. Yeah, instead of uh, Michael Perry. I, is, I'm I'm sitting there every game waiting to get video of the guys coming off the court, and there's Michael Perry. He comes in about a minute and a half uh, before the halftime, and he interviews Mike Schwartz every single time. But it's probably I, obviously I'm not hearing it. How about tonight? It's got to be the same thing every time. Instead, right when the buzzer sounds at halftime, Jeff Charles throws it to Coach Perry, and at that moment, I come up, sit in Coach Perry's seat, and say, "No, Jeff, I got this." Yes. 
first half sucked. <laughs> we got to get better protecting the ball. We can't hit a shot. We're we one for nine from the three-point line. We still can't make free throws. What are we doing? All right, well, what happens if the Pirates go on and finish the half on a 15-0 run? Jeff, this Pirate team is back, it, We're baby. back, baby. And I don't know if you got your plan set for March, but you better tell Debbie <laughs> that you're going to be busy. Clear the schedule, Jeff. the Pirates are going dancing. Clear the schedule, Jeff. And I'm going to bring my own music. I'm going to have dun 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 playing. What, 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 if, what if the team finishes on a 10-0 run and you look across the court while you're talking about a 10-0 run and you see Dale Murphy, Jeff Blauser, and Bruce Benedict in the Well, crowd. Jeff, the Pirates are going to have to wait because the Braves are in the house. In the chop house. Chopping away. And then Jeff, Jeff and Skip had a similar tone. Not the same, but pretty similar. That would be a good interview. Maybe I'll break it out tomorrow when Jeff Charles joins us. Okay, there you go. Maybe you should interview Jeff the whole time as Clip Carey. <laughs> TJ says the real housewives of Sweet 14. Mm. But make that like live at yeah. halftime. What are you guys talking about? How much of the game did you watch? Do you mind if I have some of these hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like some good eating. How do I Great get finger foods over here. Some, some good eats. So do you like some the f- food reviews of the what they got? Battle of the Basement. Pirates win tonight, Clip Rock. Can we play guess the line? <sighs> All right. The line's already been put out. Moons ago. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if I saw At this it. point, it's your decision. All right, well, if Pirates win, yes or no? But before we get there, let's let's play guess the line since he hadn't seen it. What do you think the line is? Pirates have to be favored. Because this will tell. Why? At home. Why does a Tulsa team that's stinks. lost all those games in a row have to be favored when Tulsa's coming off a win over Tulane? Because <sighs> we're at home. Oh, we're gonna have a rocking crowd tonight. We're, I mean, we had a pretty decent break. Hold on, will Ellery be there? I cannot make it tonight. <laughs> thank you for your honesty. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you for a straight answer. The um, first no I've gotten from you all year. I, I know. I'm, I, I, I just I had some prior plans that uh, understood. So can't make it. I, I love your candor when cannot, it comes to asking. Cannot this make it. <laughs> all right, Chandler, what's the line? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ECU's favored by two. That would make sense. Tell you what doesn't make sense. ECU minus five and a half. Good gosh. Now, I would love to say, all right, fair number. Pirates are going to win tonight. Maybe win by eight, 10, 12. But I don't know, man. I don't see it in my crystal ball. Not that my crystal ball is accurate. Are you saying the Pirates don't win and cover? Are you saying the Pirates don't win? I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm saying the Pirates don't. Let's get direct. Does East Carolina win tonight? Chandler, answer the question. Yes. All right. I'm going to go yes. Clip, I'm clip rock. I, I, Pirates get off the schneid tonight. How? Help me figure out how so I can jump on board. And, and Is I, it more about how, how do I explain this to you? In basketball, you put this basketball in the hoop. You have to do that more than the other team. That's what's going to happen. Let me ask you this, Clip Rock. If the Pirates could only win one more game, and that game was against Houston on February 25th, would you take that deal right now? Okay, well, you just <laughs> gave, you gave me a scenario where they're only going to win one more game. I know, but would, if I said, hey, look, Houston currently ranked number three. Maybe they'll climb back up to number one. 
You know what? Would you take that deal right now saying, look, your team's not going to win another game, but I'm going to give you a magical night in Minji's on February 25th. Let's go back to your previous. You can win one more game. Would you take Houston? My answer would be no. I would take the first round of the American tournament because you win that one. And then you get a little bit excited that your team could like go on some glorious run. Yeah, but that's you're in like the basement game. You're not against like the number one seed. I know, I know. I'm just saying you wouldn't want to see a. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. You take that deal right now. Again, your deal. It's not a deal. Is is Troy in here? Is he he in your sweatshirt? Your question, Troy, get out of there. Your question is flawed. I mean, so what are my two options here? Your options are either A, you you win one against Houston, option B, play out the rest of the season. How many wins do you think are left on the schedule? One against Houston that you're giving me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. A lot. Would you take three against? Other teams. other teams are Houston. Not okay, there's Houston. a better question. Would you take three more wins of teams not named Houston or one more win versus a team named Houston? Now you're asking the right questions. Three wins ain't going to do much for me, so just give me the one against Houston. All right, I guess. I guess. What's, where's your confidence? It would be at home, too. My confidence in ECU basketball? I'm just like, Where is y'all's? Where are y'all getting confidence from? I'm not from? getting confidence. I'm just having fun. Uh. I'm just making up crazy scenarios. <laughs> I don't have confidence, and it's not. This isn't anything against Schwartz or the team, but like when you're without your, who's the best player on ECU, Brandon Johnson or Javon Small? I'll go Javon Small. You're without your best player, at least one of the top two. He's your point guard. You don't have anything really behind him at point guard other than Caleb LeCount. So it's just I don't know, man. It's it's Looks tough bleak. to be excited about it right now. Having said that, Pirates win tonight. All right. Thank you. We got there. We finally got to the answer. Yeah. Came through in the clutch. You guys didn't help me with it at all. Uh, but Well, it's your answer. It's not ours. Ask for a little assistance. No. Base it off your own gut feelings. My gut ain't, ain't telling me nothing good right now. But we'll see. I'll be there in Minji's Coliseum. Rockin' and a rollin'. 2-1-3. That's where I'll be. All right, uh, Ellerby. What else is going on? Uh, Dale Murphy's coming to Greenville. Have you heard about that? What? Yes. <laughs> April 2nd, Sunday, April 2nd. We are getting a lot of great feedback. Wait, don't the Braves play that day? The Braves play the Nationals that day. The and, Nationals? Who are they? Yeah. Some you t- mean the Exmos? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Montreal that day. Yes, of course you will, Skip. At Olympic Stadium. The, uh, Andre Dawson and Marquise Grissom and the Expos taking on the brand. Well, I know you'll be, you know, across the border in Canada that day, but uh, folks could watch the Nationals and Braves at Tiebreakers with Dale Murphy that afternoon. If they are interested in buying a table or getting some tickets, you can just go to pr927fm.com and uh, give it a gander of your options there and then contact us here at the station. But uh, <coughs> go ahead and jump on it sooner than later because uh, ticket sales are going well. A lot, lot, of, lot of interest in the Murph man coming to Greenville, North Carolina. Look. Do the Nationals play on home team sports television? <laughs> HTS? Um, I was going to talk to Mully about this. They're I'll, Masson. They're Masson deal. Masson? Never heard of such tele thing. Um, 
so I, I always and I am biased. I was biased, but like I feel like Freddie Freeman is a pretty universally liked guy. Like even as a Dodger, like I don't hate the guy. He's such a likable guy. Right. I was trying and like other guys, like maybe Tony Gwynn in the past, like yeah, he might have killed your team, but how could you hate Tony Gwynn? He's such like a normal, nice dude, right? Like Dale Murphy is like Hall of Fame of that list, right? Like, do you think teams hated? Of course, you hate losing to the guy, but do you think anybody hates Dale Murphy? I think that would. I mean, that would be a good good poll question. Who who is somebody you cannot make a villain in sports? Like, even if you he plays for your rival. Like you, like you obviously could make a case for Larry Bird being a villain, because yeah, he, he, he but some, he talked junk. He, he had he, some moments. He like he yeah earned the villain status. I'm trying to think of who would be somebody <coughs> of like a Dale Murphy status, close to a Hall of Famer, that uh, is just. I mean, well, I can tell you, like football wise, I hate the Cowboys, but Jason Witten, who might he probably will be a Hall of Famer, right? But he torched us but i nice guy like tough to hate could you hate jerry rice that's a great example i mean maybe you don't like that giant uh helmet bling he's wearing at games (laughs) now but no like he he didn't really talk junk much too right like he just kind of did his thing like barry sanders nobody should hate barry sanders he's i yeah he'd be tough and 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 uh megatron Calvin, quiet. Calvin. I mean, got his job done. It's kind of hard to hate anybody that was on. I mean, just because they're in Detroit, <laughs> we feel like, bad for them. Yeah, just because they've been so irrelevant. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other. I mean, I mean, because he played East Carolina when Dwayne Harris wore a Cowboys uniform, that didn't even phase me. It was like, man, I I hope Dwayne runs this kickback, you know. But that um, that was kind of that's and, and yeah. he, that's just local bias right there. But uh, uh, Tony says Cal Ripken, a great example. Yeah, I almost. Uh, unhateable can you think of a new york yankee or like a red sock or somebody like that that uh played that it would be would be you know i probably wearing those uniforms builds up a lot of hate i probably hated jeter but he gave me a really nobody any reason to i mean you told me to watch that documentary and i was like i'm never watching that crap <laughs> in my life and then i watched it and uh it, he came off more likable but he, you know he was very kind of jordan-esque the way he maybe treated his teammates and stuff like we're not here to play around we're here to win championships every single yeah. day every minute of every day but I, I don't see uh like don mattingly that goes back a little before my time yeah but i think he was universally liked right then again, he was not on the dynasty Yankee team. He wasn't on any. Of the, he got out right before the Yankees started winning. That's another reason why Murphy and Chipper Chipper Jones was. He's cocky. He's a cocky baseball player. Probably more hateable. But if like Dale Murphy won all those games that Chipper won, would he be more hateable? He would have been in so many more meaningful games. Yeah, there would have been moments where he would have had fans not like him. Yeah, although he's would have no reason not to like him as a person. Tony says, uh, and this is a great name. This is my uh, my best friend, my roommate's uh, favorite all-time player, Mark Grace for the Cubs. Yeah. Just a very likable, funny guy. Used to go on Jim Rome, talk about slump busters. And I, I mean, back in the 80s, it might be easier to find players because there's so much media attention and so much social media now. It may be hard to find players that you can just, like, 
not have like a oh well yeah it's hard not to be you know have an opinion on them one way or the other do you think if if these guys we're talking about were in this age like yeah that we'd maybe look at them different because we'd hear more about what they're doing behind the scenes we'd see their social media uh glenn griffin chiming in the big dog hey make sure you like and subscribe glenn uh ken griffey jr for somebody to be at that level he was cocky he had a sweat but not very hateable i would say the only thing i would think if i lived in seattle and he left that you might feel a little burned you know like because he he wanted to go to the red you know i mean that may be the only thing where he left because of his choice not because like dale murphy left the Braves because he got traded to the phillies you know so um that that may create some but i mean he was always had a big smile Right and and was uh, you know the hat backwards home run derby contest so yeah I could I could definitely put him up there and you don't ever you don't ever really remember hearing any stories about like Ken Griffey Jr. How about a guy I love well first of all Fred McGriff I mean gotta I gotta love Fred McGriff but uh, Frank Thomas I think he I think a lot of people don't like him why what would he do tell me about the guy that played for the White Sox <laughs> yeah the guy that played for the White Sox what do you mean <laughs> the guy that... I think he's hateable. He's talking to talk like Chandler. Is he the guy that played for the White Sox? He's Frank Thomas. The big what? hurt. The just, big hurt. Just being sure he wasn't the founder of Wendy's. <laughs> That's Dave Thomas. <laughs> I hate Dave Thomas. He's a hateable guy. Frank Thomas is like gentle giant. What do you got against him, Ellery? I thought he's been in some controversy recently. What did he do? The big hurt. I've heard he's, he's on commercials. Is he kind of a jerk? Is that the word on the street? <laughs> That's like, your word. I feel like someone just told me recently that Frank Thomas might not be a good person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what heartbreaking news. Hey, I got something bad to tell you. You want the good news first or the bad news? I'll take the bad news. Frank Thomas is a jerk. I just Googled, is Frank Thomas a jerk? Is Frank Tr- Thomas in trouble? Uh, now I go to Reddit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Frank Thomas called out as DB by ex-teammate in new book. Oh. See? Um, the big hurt's gonna hurt you. He's <laughs> gonna let you down. Remember the last time I tried to do this with a current athlete? Talk about how great of a person he is because I saw the charity work and just seemed like a nice guy. Do you know who that guy was? Oh man, that I propped up so much. No, Deshaun Watson. Ooh, yeah. how did that work out? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yeah. Also, also, did I hear either you or Tony Dunn <laughs> say that Joe Burrow is like Dan Marino goes to one Super Bowl? That's my take. That's, That's his your take. take. That's my it's take. On the line, he yeah. never wins it. Yeah, he's. It's on the line. I said it last year before the Super Bowl. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think Joe Burrow has the anger issues as Dan Marino has. I was going to save that for later. We were talking about that, but. Uh... Dan Marino, is he likable by everybody? No. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Surely, let's see. Did, so we were talking. Didn't Dan Marino help Ray Finkel in Pet <laughs> Detective? <laughs> he was a good guy. He was? He was. The, he got kidnapped. Yeah, he That's got right. kidnapped. Okay, gotcha. I remember he had that famous, terribly delivered line, and he used, Who are you? And he used to give everybody isotoner gloves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit some Dan Marino. We were talking about this on the show yesterday, how he just absolutely loses his mind. First, to the one where he's on, I think this is inside the NFL, surely the Dan Marino freakout. All right. Because of Brian Greasy, he's the number one rated quarterback, and there's a good reason why. I talked to my man Terrell Buckley last week in Miami. He was on a bye week, by the way, playing golf. He told me that defense is blocked. Uh, 
He bangs on the table twice. One was beeped out while he was cursing. And the guy, is it uh, Nick Bonacotti? Do you remember that name, Ellerby? Older yeah. gentleman that used to be on the show, but jeez like, everybody banks geez. away from the table everybody was so scared he, he straight up punches it like with his fist yeah like dude get a grip. what about broadcasters and coaches that might be good guys bobby knight bobby knight <laughs> top of the list <laughs> wrong answers only is that what we're doing um that's a great question coaches by the way uh john says how about thurman munson i was a little before my time way before my time yeah but <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure probably a good dude Kind of like Roberto Clemente. I don't know, man. Somebody told me he might be a jerk. Did he talk too much Spanish? <laughs> is that what the deal was with him? Uh, Tony says Ellerby is spreading disinformation. What does that mean? Uh, Frank Hurt? I guess about be... Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas, not Frank Hurt. I'm sorry. Uh, Jacob says A-Rod. Oh, uh, no. That would be an example of not a likable guy. Yeah, I think he's over there sitting next to Bobby Knight. <laughs> um, coaches who everybody likes. Hmm. Glenn says Big Poppy. No, I, I don't think so. I like Big Poppy, but uh, there's some roid stuff with Poppy. There, he's not loved by everyone. What about Dick Vitale? He, well, oh, he is not do. loved by everyone because some people think that he favors other teams more than others. Come on, baby. What about Ronald Acuna? No, too cocky. Okay, not loved by everyone. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. I would say pretty close to being loved by everyone. Joe Buck, not loved by everyone. Al Michaels? I would say he is... I tell you what, man. Ooh, I got a good one that goes in both categories. Who am I to say this? You but say Al, Ma- Al Michaels has lost nope. a step. Coach and broadcaster, John Madden. Boom! I Boom. would say as an announcer, beloved by pretty much everybody as a coach, no one really, hated by many. Nobody really remembers him as the coach. I don't remember him as a coach, but like being the coach of the raiders at that time i'm sure there was a lot of hate but as around. a broadcaster i think i mean i think he definitely i mean he's right up there tj about, has a great coach i'm very biased but joe gibbs yeah he's one of the good guys i mean we yeah. we saw him speak here in in, in uh, greenville many moons ago tony says dusty baker hmm. Hmm. he gets into it sometimes like on the field he's got into it with like larusa and others so he's got a bit of a hot streak i don't know if he's lovable what about 100%. leo mazzoni <laughs> first of all <laughs> i know who that is but i couldn't say bobby cox because i don't think people would like him okay. leo mazzoni used to rock the entire game yeah. ozzy smith that's a pretty good example that is a good one the wizard i would say he would Ooh. be beloved bo jackson yeah just because we are we're in awe of what he did and see, he seems like a good dude did you we see the 30 for 30 on him yeah it was that was good, good. yeah uh, uh glenn's got a couple names john cena and lee corso lee corso what do you think is he like is he is he in yeah. that category yeah i might be biased here but i never heard anybody talk ill of luke keekley yeah I think that's a good example. Because there are Panthers examples. Steve Smith, Cam Newton. You'll we'll see why we'll people would not we'll like them. Mills. Sam Mills. Sam Mills, yeah. Uh, John says Vin Scully as a broadcaster. Yeah, everybody, everybody liked him. He did some TV back in the day, too. Glenn's got a good point. 
I can't get enough of these guys. I'm I'm hooked. Peyton's Peyton, on fire. Peyton and Eli. I don't think people like Peyton. I think Eli. He says post career Peyton and Eli. Which, as broadcasters, yeah. yes. Yeah, I agree. As players, I, I definitely nah, agree. nah. God, I, Eli. You don't like Eli? Eli was not. I'll. I've gone a, a complete one eighty. <clears throat> I was mad at Eli because he wasn't that good. He used to throw picks every like it two looks picks stupid while doing it. Oh, and he had that dumb face. That's what I was saying. And then they won. But he is hilarious. I love Eli. I got a good one, I think. All right. Kurt Warner. Uh yes. I would say he seems like a good guy. Universally liked. Do Does, people hate Troy Palomalu? No. I think people would like him. Other than like Ravens fans. I would say, but I think Paul they were, you respect him enough that you really couldn't like. He's got, to me, he kind of is in the Jeter category. It's like, man, you're watching greatness, even though he's doing it against your team. I don't think he ever really did anything to cause you to be like, uh, why would I to dislike him? Other than if he was playing against your team. Tyler says Roger Federer. I'm not a tennis guy, but seems like a gentleman. They just used to beat everybody. John McEnroe. <laughs> that would be enough. Andre Agassi. No. You know, uh, someone that would not go in this category, who's making a lot of headlines now, Deion Sanders would definitely. He's not. never been in this category because no. he he doesn't want to be in right. that category. He doesn't want you to love him as much as he loves himself. But I used to hate Deion. I had a weird Deion thing. I, I had a hard time liking him on the Braves because I didn't like him as a football player. Would you say, here's a question, if you take off the field, you know, other stuff, a player you only hated because of what he did on the court or on the field? Yeah, I mean, I could name Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, yeah, all those guys. Um, Robert says Joe Montana. Steven's got a good one, uh, a local one, but like... Have you ever heard anybody say, man, that David Garrard, he's a real jerk. No, that's, no. A, that's a great David Garrard, great guy. He's always smiling. Just John says good. Coach John Wooten. I think he means John Wooden. And I don't think that's true. You know how, like, you the can... Wizard of Westwood? You can peel back the onion on anybody, but there's, like, a lot of, like, cheating stuff about John Wooden, how he used to cheat back in the day now. Cheating? Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> are you shocked is there a, can we name a basketball coach <laughs> that's a good question can you name a basketball can you name a basketball coach that you know i don't think anybody's ever talked really bad somebody's gonna say dean smith but no uh, you, he is not loved by all i mean we we'd like terry holland here and then and, and he wow. has some sort i mean like but i mean i'm sure when he was coaching at virginia there are people kind of like well i mean but what a gentleman yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, that's somebody I would throw out there as just a straight. We're talking just straight up basketball coach. Yeah. The people hate Jimmy V before the cancer yes. stuff. Yeah, oh, they yeah. had cheating stuff, and uh, and he was brash and everything. And he made state wear unitards one year. And speaking of brash, Jacob says Pat McAfee. He is not loved by all because no. he's so over the top. I McAfee, I think he's very entertaining, but. Definitely not love ball. Tony Dunn says David Garrard, the bad boy of football. <laughs> Something we've never heard before. All right. Um, name a basketball coach. That's the challenge for the rest of the show. Name a basketball coach that everyone loves and respects. Not just you love them, but everyone loves them. 
Ellerby, great discussion. Yes, good stuff. Didn't very, know where we were going to go, but very, very thought provoking. I enjoyed this discussion, as yeah, did the folks listening. We got a lot of good names out there too, and I'm sure we left a ton on the table. So keep chiming in. Craig says Mike Leach. Uh, yeah, mm. I, as much as he's loved, still rubs some people like his <sighs> players don't even like him. I mean, Ruffin McNeil. Wow. wow. Well. Somehow, some people don't like. There is rough. some people. I mean, that's that's that. I guess you could get some argument against at some point. I mean, yeah. we're really looking for like a hundred percent answers here. So Ellerby's looking for that basketball coach. Yeah, Rick Patino. Patino. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy to come up with like a long list. Calipari. Oh, like, I'll kill you, Calipari. I'll kill you, Calipari. Man, the more you think about it, the college basketball hey. coaches are sleaze balls. Huh? <laughs> hey, Tyler. Tyler on YouTube. He mentions a guest that we're going to have on the show today, Kim McNeil. Kim McNeil. Well, no, not everybody likes Kim McNeil. But we will be talking to her yeah. after this time out. You going to ask her why you don't like her? Kim, <laughs> what is really... your approval rating? Um, no, we're going to talk about this basketball team, LRB. They're, they're, on, they're having a good season. That is 14-6. and six, Yes. And 9-2 and two at home. And they'll be playing coming up on Wednesday. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Good discussion. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. we got a lot more coming your way after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back brown and wood is your home of the best selection of gmc cadillac buick and mazda in eastern north carolina since 1937 shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on greenville boulevard Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, we got to get to our interview, but I do want to table this discussion and bring it back up when Mully's here. So all those names we talked about during the break, let's keep those because I have a name too that I want to talk about. But right now, we're going to head out to the Pit Electric Live line, the ECU women's basketball team. Is fourteen and six. They are five and two in conference play. They've been good at home. They've won nine out of their eleven home contests, and they'll be at home coming up on Wednesday night when ECU takes on Memphis six o'clock. Joining us, the head basketball coach of the women's basketball team at East Carolina, Kim McNeil. Coach McNeil, appreciate your time. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Uh, doing great. Uh, just as your team is. Looking forward to some ecu women's hoops action coming up on wednesdays the pirates will have a six o'clock tip off inside of Minji's coliseum and coach uh, you've been playing great overall been playing great at home this year and i know you're hoping for a uh, home court advantage coming up on wednesday yeah definitely excited about um the growth in the team obviously it's still early in conference play but i feel like we're getting better every game I still feel like there's a lot of improvement to do, which is great because you definitely don't want to peter out this early in the season. But looking forward to getting back home on Wednesday. After Wednesday, we won't be home for a while. So hopefully Pirate Nation and Greenville community will come out and support. 
Memphis coming to town Wednesday, 6 o'clock. And then, as Coach said, uh, not another home game until February 8th. So, yeah, last time to see uh, this team at home for a while. And, Coach, with the the winning, uh, you know, comes team success, also comes individual accolades. And I'll give you an opportunity to talk about all your players. But a couple we've been uh, hearing a lot from lately, Danae McNeil and, of course, local product Amaya Joyner getting those names in the headlines quite a bit and uh, that's great for the team that's great for the school to to see those weekly honors come out and those two names uh, have been coming out quite a bit definitely is it just shows you know the hard work and dedication that these young women are are committing to to, to the craft you know Danae McNeil this started for her you know last spring you know last season she was injured and had you know some family issues so not the best of year for her so she was extremely determined you know, that she wasn't going to, you know, have a repeat season. So, you know, it started in the spring, started this summer. She didn't go home, stayed here the whole summer, really got herself in really, really good shape, was in the gym every single day, you know, this this preseason in there with Coach Corey. So, you know, I always tell kids, you know, they want instant success. You know, they think if I go in the gym one or two days, I should see success right away. Well, you know, it just doesn't work that way. And so definitely paid off for her, and she's playing very confident right now. And then – for Maya Joyner, I'm just so happy for her, so happy for the Farmville community, the Greenville community, Pirate Nation, that uh, such a highly touted uh, talent stayed at home and is really doing her part to put her home school on a map. And it just shows, you know, you don't have to go Power 5. You don't have to go to these big, elaborate schools to, to get success and, and, and to be able to be successful. Just go where you're wanted and where you're needed and what's the best fit for you. Kim McNeil joining us, Pit Electric Live Line here on Pirate Radio Live, ECU hosting Memphis, 6 o'clock on a Wednesday night. And great to see the success of the individual players. Great to see the success of the team coach. And you said you don't want to, you know, peak uh, at this point in the season. You want to play your best basketball at the end of the season. But uh, this recent uh, win streak you've been on, winners of five out of six, that lone loss coming on the road in overtime, a narrow defeat to SMU. What has led to the success lately, Coach, that maybe wasn't there at the uh, the early parts of this year? You know, I just think it's belief, you know, these last couple of years. You know, whenever you are rebuilding a program, um, you know, the first thing you got to have is buy-in and belief. I definitely think we've had the buy-in. You know, the next step was just kids believing, you know, that we could compete in this league. Um, and there's definitely kids in that locker room that believe um, and have belief. It's also committing yourself to the gym, you know, working on your game and continuing to get better. And that's been something that has been increasing, you know, year after year. But we got some kids that, you know, live in the gym. Danae McNeil lives in the gym. Micah Dennis lives in the gym. You know, that's just to name a few. But, you know, you got to continue to work on your craft if, if you want to seek success. I tell kids all the time, it's like being in a relationship. You know, you're only going to get back what you give in. If you're not giving too much to it, then you're not going to get back a whole lot. And I definitely feel like this team is, is giving a lot to this game. Kim McNeil joining us. One stat that really jumps off the page with this East Carolina basketball team. And we talk about turnover margin in football. We don't say it a lot in basketball, but a plus 9.6 turnover margin rounded up to 10. Uh, your team is forcing nearly 27 turnovers a game, coach. And uh, that, that is tremendous defense. I guess when the, the shot's not falling every night, you can you can always play defense no matter how you're shooting. And uh, th- that your team shows that, uh, the way they force steals, turnovers. That has been something you've talked about since you got here to Greenville. But, man, you got to be happy with those numbers this year. 
Yeah, it's a part of our DNA. You know, it's who we are. You know, we make it a, a part of our daily conversation. You know, every Monday we do a, a, a national ranking check-in, and I think yesterday we were number two in the nation in turnover margin, number two in the nation in forced turnovers. I think number three in the nation in steals. I think Danae McNeil is number seven or number nine in the nation in steals. So it's a part of who we are, and, you know, just taking pride in it, you know, being confident in it and understanding, like, at the end of the day, that's how we're going to win games. You know, this year we have, you know, put more emphasis on the offensive end, you know, scoring more points and being able to score in the half court. Um, but turning people over and getting out in transition is a big part of who we are. Kim McNeil joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Another stat we seemingly talk about more in football than we do basketball, but the second half and with the quarter breakdown uh, for your team, outscoring opponents in the third and fourth quarter, Coach. And I, I don't know, is that something you talk about with your team too, finishing strong because uh, you've been able to do that this season? You know, we want to start strong and finish strong. Uh, you know, I think the last couple of games we haven't started off defensively the way we want it. You know, we talk about, you know, we want at least one single-digit scoring quarter for our opponent. Uh, we haven't been able to do that since the fourth quarter of Tulane. I think we're starting off games giving too many points. You know, teams are getting 18, 20, 22 points in the first quarter, and that's just way too many. Um, but I think that shows the growth in our team because in the past, if we've gotten down or, you know, we're not winning, you know, we tend to hang our heads and lose our confidence and stop playing hard, whereas now, you know, we're, we're able to fight through that and we're able to – take on other teams runs you know basketball is a game of runs it's going to be you know they're going to throw their punch we'll throw our punch and you know we've been able to throw a pretty good punch here in the fourth quarter and really play some good basketball in the fourth quarter kim mcneil joining us pit electric live line east carolina and memphis coming up wednesday it's a six o'clock tip-off and uh coach i mentioned earlier uh stellar at home nine and two on the year for ecu and uh, just being comfortable in your own environment, uh, getting some crowd. Uh, what, what are the factors right now to that nine and two home mark that you've put together so far this year? You know, I definitely think it makes a difference when people are in the stands. You know, I think this year, out of any year we've had more people, I think we can still increase it more. I think you know part of that is you know we are winning. We have we are putting an exciting brand of basketball on the court, but I do think Amaya Joiner being on our team and, and bringing you know the local fans out has definitely helped as well. But you know, you, you always like playing at home. You feel comfortable. You got the crowd behind you. Um, but we're also learning how to win on the road. And, and you can't win championships without winning on the road. Um, obviously, you know, our tournament is in Texas. So, you know, I'm excited about the fact that we've been able to pull out some games on the road as well. But, you know, happy with, you know, the, incre- the buzz. I think there's a buzz going on right now about women's basketball. Um, and I just hope people can continue to come out and support these young ladies because they work extremely hard. One of those road wins in conference play this year came against the Memphis Tigers that you'll be seeing coming up on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Coach, uh, once again, we talked about the, the fourth quarter and finishing strong. You outscored Memphis 21-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter of that game. So what, uh, what needs to go right this time around that went right the last time with you when you uh, took on the Memphis Tigers? Yeah, you know, looking back at that game, we didn't play our best game. Um, you know, we missed some, some opportunities in transition to score. We turned the ball over way too much, and we had 22 turnovers. So we've got to do a better job of taking care of the ball. Um, I think we scored 55 points, which is, you know, if we can hold somebody to 40-something, that's great. But, um, you know, every every day we go in to a game, we want to hold our opponents under under 55. So we've been able to do that. I think we're top 11 in the country in, in um, points allowed. Um, so we got to continue to do that. But on the offensive end of the floor, we got to take care of the ball better. We got to take um, advantage of opportunities in transition. 
Now we got to rebound the ball better. We haven't haven't been rebounding the ball too well, so we've got to make sure we box out and rebound. Kim McNeil joining us, Coach, uh, the last couple of weeks. I, I've talked to uh, several different people, uh, but including Scooter Rogers, Scott Rogers, uh, and also Ryan Meadows, and talked to women's basketball, and they talked about how much they – uh, like you, like the program, but also mention your kids and talk about how awesome they are, which might be you know a bigger compliment to you than than anything else you could say. So I did want to pass that along. A lot of a lot of McNeil fans, but around here, but uh, a lot of fans of the the younger generation of McNeils as well. So wanted to let you know that. I appreciate that, Ryan. Um, my son Caden plays uh, for Brown and Wood, and Ryan's uh, son Easton is on the team. I tell you, he's a firecracker. He He's got a lot of energy. He plays hard. He's passionate. He's definitely been a great role model to Caden. But the Little League world here in Greenville, love it to death. Definitely have another family. And then my my daughter plays um, softball here in Greenville as well. So we definitely um, made our family bigger. And, you know, we kudos to Corey. You know, we, we do this together as a family, but, you know, our, our family is extremely important to us. Yeah, and, and I said kids plural because Ryan said your daughter was a tremendous athlete and a great girl as well. So uh, definitely both of them. And, Coach, uh, I know you're fired up for Wednesday night, hoping for a, a big crowd 6 o'clock in Menji's Coliseum. And once again, for people that haven't gone, that, like you said, there's a buzz building with this team. They'll go out and see their, this team play for the first time Wednesday night. What kind of basketball uh, will, can they expect to see? High energy, high energy, a team that's going to lay it all out on the line, a team that plays for each other, a team that plays for Pirate Nation and for this community, and you know, just wanting to be a part of change, you know, wanting to change the the the, the, the buzz for women's basketball and, and just be a part of history, and I think we're doing that right now. Kim McNeil joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, appreciate your time. Uh, keep up the awesome work, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Thank you. I appreciate it, and go Pirates. Kim McNeil joining us on today's program. Pirates and Tigers going at it Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Men G's, the men in action tonight, 7 o'clock in Men G's Battle of the Basement. Pirates trying to stay out of that basement when they take on Tulsa tonight at 7 o'clock. Pirates favorites in the game by five and a half. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. And Clip, got a little bit of information for you. I love information. Uh, If you've been around East Carolina long enough, the the name Rosie Thompson should sound familiar to you. She is the lone East Carolina women's basketball player to see her number retired. She's also the program's all-time leading scorer and rebounder. Went on to coach the team and then later worked in the athletics department. This is not new information to me. Right. I just wanted to give you a little backstory. 
just in case. In case we have some new listeners. Welcome in. Don't be rude. Get to know Rosie. Rosie has been inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame as part of the 2023 class. Awesome. Here's some of the people that she's going into the Hall of Fame with. Some you may know. Rick Barnes. Yeah, I know that I guy. know the fella. Tom Fazio. Don't know him. That name sounds familiar. I don't know exactly where that uh, name is uh, sticking out at. Never heard of him. Never anyway, heard, Jerry know. Stackhouse. Know him. I know that guy. Curtis Strange. Don't know him. I, come He's on, a Chandler. Curtis Strange Get is a golfer. Here, man. Get out of here. Go how, ahead. How, don't know how, him. Not a sports how? guy. Next. Not a, <laughs> next. <laughs> okay. Don't know him. Next. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, that's some of the the, the bigger names uh, that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and of course, uh, Rosie is has been in the ECU Hall of Fame since <clears throat> 1990, and uh, she has the most points in uh, all time scoring in 2,352 points. So I was not around here when she was playing, obviously, but she had some role with East Carolina. Yeah, she worked in the administration. Uh, and was area of the around. athletics department very polite yes very we were talking about it earlier very well liked mm-hmm. and um congratulations to rosie thompson uh mike mullis joining us more with mully coming up in a moment but i will introduce him hello mully hey bud uh tonight buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by da buck da buck the u number 20 miami is at florida state tulsa east carolina seven o'clock on espn uh, Pirates a five-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. NC State coming off the loss to North Carolina at home against Notre Dame. Also tonight, it will be number five versus number 12. That sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? But those teams are Kansas State at Iowa State. Yeah. It's a weird year for the top 25. We'll talk about that more with Michael Perry coming up in hour number two. Those teams do battle tonight at 9 o'clock. Syracuse hosts North Carolina at 9 o'clock. Speaking of Jerry Stackhouse, his Vanderbilt Commodores, Commodores. The Commodores. We'll take on Kentucky coming up at 9 o'clock. Real quick, before we go to break, I'll go ahead and throw out my don't overthink it. Uh-huh. I play was going to ask night. about it. So last night, one and one. One Virginia Tech as they beat Duke. Kansas got off to a slow start, came back to take a half to a second half lead for about three seconds, and then Baylor took back control. Uh, so one and one last night puts me at four and three overall since I started doing these things. Uh, North Carolina's won three in a row. They've won five out of six. They've won those games by more than five points, all those wins. The lone loss coming at Virginia during that span. Maybe they're they're figuring something out. Just beat State by double digits. Uh, I'll take North Carolina minus four and a half against Syracuse tonight in the JMA Wireless Dome. Weird that it's not Carrier Dome anymore. When we return, Mike Mullis joins us. We will talk baseball. We'll talk football. We'll talk golf. And I want to bring back the most likable people in sports. What sports personality, coach, player, announcer, has a 100% approval rating. I'll read some of the names you guys have been putting in. Shirley uh, has a name or two, as does Chandler. And uh, we'll see if Mike Mullis does. Chad says, we should wish Mully a happy belated birthday and you guys should sing to him. No, we're good. It's okay. Thank you for the birthday wishes, but we're, we, you know, no need for a serenade. 
All right, we'll be back. It's old news after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repi- uh, repair rather any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Hoops Night in Greenville, East Carolina, taking on Tulsa tonight, 7 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. Kim McNeil's team will be on the court coming up 6 o'clock on Wednesday. So back-to-back nights, uh, basketball in Menji's Coliseum. We'll uh, talk some baseball and more now with Mike Mullis, who joins us on the program. Hey, Clipper, before you do that, did you guys hear the, uh, what, the radio guy, whatever it is, from Tulsa? Asked a question about uh, you know what? the coach about not wanting to live here. Let's pull it up, Shirley. I thought the coach was very diplomatic in his answer, but what a prick, the, the radio guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been to Greenville many times, and I just, I mean, well, come on, dude. I mean, really, and he's putting the coach on a tough spot. The coach handled it as he well did, as you he can. He did a great job. True pro. Um, Shirley, just, I can uh, send it to you if you yeah, can find it's it. Yeah, kind of prickish. Um. And I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever disgraced uh, Tulsa like that. It's not a place I desire to go, really. But I, I got it. All right, let's hear. So this is Tulsa radio guy Rick, talking Rick to Creechy the or something like that. the head coach of the Golden Hurricane basketball team uh, coming into Greenville tonight. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, look, I know you're not I, you're the nicest guy in, in the world, so you're not going to say anything anything bad about anything. But I've spent a good deal of time in Greenville, North Carolina. I know you're really spending time doing nothing but basketball. But when you roll in and out of that place, do you ever look around and go, "Yeah, I don't want to live here"? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't really see much. We, we go we go airport, hotel, yeah. gym, oh, back yeah. to the hotel. Um, but you know, it's a uh, it's one of those college towns, and yep. we're looking to you know, make make our work here happen the way we want it to, and come on home to Tulsa. It is one of the smaller airports you'll be ever be into, and which is kind of fun. I mean, it's, I kind of like that part. You're in and out pretty quickly in the airport. Well, Coach, uh, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us on the road. I know you're busy. Five thirty tonight again. That's the pregame that time is. over in Big Country. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's really set up the coach to fail. There. It's even a why even ask that question, right? Yeah. I mean, and you know, that's more of a if you want to talk about it, talk about it with a co-host or something. Uh, yeah, Not right. A head basketball coach. And, and you know, it, we had a pretty cool thing last night with East Carolina and Sup Dogs getting a little shout out on uh, on uh, Scott Van Pelt's show. So you know, if he wanted to bring that up, hey, coach, did you see last night where the guy? You know, I, okay, but I mean, just to you know, that's what I, it's just. It's kind of a cheap shot, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Tyler says, "Happy belated birthday, Molly." Thank you. Yep. Uh, all right, let, can we... Speaking of birthdays. Yeah. No, I'm not even going to go there. Go ahead. No, can we... Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm not a good friend. Well, I mean, no, actually, I hadn't even thought anything of it till you so so ignorantly asked me, oh, did, did you wish me happy birthday? And I said, no, I brought you cookies. Brought Shirley. Uh, Technically, the question still stands. Did you wish yeah. me a happy birthday? Okay. I remember you bringing cookies now. Brought Shirley some uh, the little deals over there at uh, the things. Yeah. On know. my birthday? No, for her birthday. Oh, okay. Well, did, but Shirley, did he say happy birthday to you? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Right. Actions speak louder than words, big guy. That is true. Very, very true. Good point. A lesson for all those out there today. Yeah, but thank you for the birthday wishes. Very kind. Uh, I do want to let's hit this discussion real quick. It actually, because I, I used to bring it up with you. I think Freddie Freeman, very likable guy. Yeah, not even a in the. Name. Again, that is just you're just being ignorant at this point. No, if that, you say Freddie Freeman's not a household name, you're a avid diehard Braves fan, and now he's with the Dodgers. He's not a household name. Deion Sanders is a household name. My God, of course he is. He's my like, God. Well, God is a household name to some. To some, well, he is. if he's not in your house, you got a bad house. <laughs> yes, he is my father. Um, Molly, how many household names are there? Then, like, oh, let me stop. Ah, this is new me i stop myself when i get too high i mean y- y- michael how that, many household names are that's there? a high standard that's like top okay 2% of i didn't realize okay i didn't know you held well you gotta say holiday. household standard or household name doesn't just imp- tiger woods is a household name freddie freeman tiger woods are not on the same par i agree deon sanders and freddie freeman are not on the same part right now that's very recent tiger is a head of uh michael jordan is a household name okay the greatest of all time but because that's what being a household name implies maybe i'm assuming like a sports fan that what now there you go but that's not a household name all right this is not the discussion anyway the discussion is about most likable people neither one of us on that list speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> all right we got some other names coming in we haven't discussed yet um let's see we've got johnny says other than maybe gino who didn't like pat summit yeah i think she was too intense for people a little like brash mm-hmm. too brash uh jerry this would be good for you molly he says in golf jack nicholas and arnold palmer See, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Either probably more Arnie than Jack. Jack okay. has some detractors, but he said definitely not Tiger and Phil. Definitely not. All right. Um, <laughs> Mike says I've always dreamed of living in Tulsa. He says if one person in the house knows the name, does that make it a household name? I would give that credit. Or does everyone in the household need to know the name? I, I, look, if one person knew the name, I would give that credit. All right okay all right i mean that's very generous very thank you for being by the name of household you would assume that would mean everyone in the household but i don't think that's fair you know i I should do a sports census so go around and people and i you know what that'll be great i'll show photos of athletes and say who do you know this person yeah all right uh some other names john i agree with this one hubie brown he says, Coach Broadcaster Hubie Brown. I love Hubie Brown. I don't know if he's still doing it now. He is an old, old man. But uh, I love hearing him on basketball. And I did growing up as well. Let's see how old Hubie Brown is. 
He's still with us, he's right? He's like 80. He's like in his Oh, my 80s. God. He's 89. Yeah, he's old. And I want to say he's still doing some broadcasts. I love Hubie Brown. That's a good call, John. Do you have an opinion on Hubie, Hubie no, Brown? No, I mean, you know. All right. Um, certainly not a lightning rod. Eric says... <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Eric says... SCLSU Mud Dogs coach Klein, who was also a 1998 Bourbon Bowl champion, was that um, Bobby Boucher? Oh, that was uh, was that Henry Winkler? Winkler, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, believe so. All right, another name I've got, and I know I've said some bad things about him, and he made the dumbest move ever uh, in coaching history, starting Carson Wentz against the Browns. But Ron Rivera. Very tough to hate Ron Rivera. You do the, a pretty good job of it. I do, but I so I, I, the, I still love him. Okay, well, I still I don't think Ron Rivera is necessarily universally loved. He's you can't have the title Riverboat Ron and be universally loved because that implies he does too many too much gambling with calls that affect games. Fair enough. Uh, this name definitely not a household name, Molly. In fact, we're because the challenge was find a basketball coach mm-hmm. that is universally loved. And I was thinking of some. I don't think this is a high-profile enough name, but Bob McKillop from Davidson looks like a deacon in church. Well, so I, as you said that, I, I threw out Mike, Coach Mike. Yeah, I think. I mean, who doesn't love Coach Mike? I think Lute Olson would kind of be that guy at least he comes across very grandfatherly he did it was the white hair yeah that and that's why i said mckillop See, maybe it's that white that, hair mckillop and olsen are in the same yeah kind of grain there to me i you know i would tom Izzo. Nah, he's a little brash he coaches hard but i but he always seems to be loving on his guys and you know they get well, better as the year goes yeah. and i mean yeah i don't know uh shirley's got a good one i think Shirley, your current college basketball coach universally liked? Tony Bennett. I think that's the best example I can think of going right now, high profile-wise. Hasn't really no. rubbed anybody the wrong no. way. I think that's a good one. Um, any, you got any more names, Chandler? I couldn't think of it. When she said Tony Bennett, that was like the nail in the coffin right there. I couldn't think of anybody else. Mike P. hates uh, his household, hates Tom Izzo. Okay. He must be a Michigan fan. Or John says nobody hates LeBron James. That would be a uh, – he called him Jabron Lames. Uh, that would be incorrect. I don't know if there's a – is there a current NBA player? Like maybe Jokic or something? Like who – because like Steph Curry, I would say, is loved by most, but his uh, he's a little cocky. He could rub people the wrong way. Yeah, but, but – seems I, like a good guy. I think the uh, – his, his – diminutive size relative to the nba i think there's a lot there that makes him a lot more lovable than not what about the seven foot six guy boban uh that used to play for the Mavs? so you either got to be really small or really tall yeah to be what about, loved what about Giannis? yeah that's a pretty good one actually mm-hmm. hey i don't think he's done anything to be hateable at this point well he no, did knock that so. ladder down yeah that guy in philadelphia hates him he wanted to shoot free throws he knocked the uh, by the way Giannis was in the wrong on that one most definitely yeah like this isn't your court like maybe if it's your court but you still don't own the arena guy's doing his job um john says nobody can really hate Giannis. he says dwayne wade yeah close pretty popular guy close Derek rose he's not active but 
yeah but he had the the test thing which i don't i don't know if it's his fault or not but any kind of that kind of stuff is a mark against you i like this discussion uh clearly you don't molly no i, I mean it's we've well, what do you want to talk about we, i don't I, we've done this for a while and you guys covered it fairly thoroughly uh we in the first second <laughs> uh, the, first, the first hour how about mike so, schilt hey how about him no i hate him beat the braves i don't like him all right uh molly let's take a break we'll come back we'll reset okay we need to take a break that was intense let's regroup uh johnny says tony dungy rod carew well, not everybody likes Tony Dungy, apparently. I saw his name on social media for stuff over the weekend. Uh, I meant to say, Ellerby came in here a while ago and but a great, tell you Tony Dungy. Yeah, Tony Dungy, a easily likable guy. Rod Carew, a little before my time. Mully, any thoughts on Rod Carew? Yeah, I mean, I, a little before my time, too, but he uh, is obviously very revered in Major League Baseball. Mike says, I think Shaq is universally loved. I would agree. With that. I would say so, but there's probably some Shaq haters out there. But again, he was brash, cocky. There's gonna be haters of everything. He rapped. Nobody hates Freddie Freeman because they don't know who he is. <laughs> I'll take a break. Come back. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Michael Perry going to join us in about 15 minutes or so. Bryce Williams coming up. In hour number three of our program, Mike Mullis joining us now. People still chiming in with names, but we got to move on. Yeah, lots so, of stuff to cover. For I'm you. sorry, Jacob. I'd love to talk about Bobby Lutz, Brian Snicker, Paul Silas, and J.J. Watt, but I'm I'm not able to because my guest is tired of this discussion. Sorry, Tyler. We're not going to talk about the late great Skip Prosser. We just have more pressing issues. No, let's just keep rattling <laughs> off names for. <laughs> I got one more. Loved by everyone. Tommy Tuberville. Go to hell. Get a job. Maybe not. See, that's when you know it's jump the shark is when you start trying to be funny and bring up Tommy Tuberville. Huh. All right. Molly, how about them NFL playoffs? Yeah. I mean, you are just. I, look, I mean, what, it, the, I, I get it. I, I get it. it. You're ready to move on, but now you're just being a impossible to work with. No, no, no. I'm saying from the play. Was there anything that really excited you, or anything you thought that went a different direction than what you thought was going to be, other than Buffalo getting blown out? But I, Buffalo played really badly the week before. So did Cincinnati. It, yeah, well, you're right, but Cincinnati just freaking turned it on. They were good. They were a machine. And I think you know the uh, Buffalo's had a lot going on this year, man. I think maybe it all kind of caught up with them. Yeah, maybe. 
But the, the other thing is Cincinnati, and I talk about how good the Niners are. They haven't lost a game since October, I uh, believe. They've that'll won. change this week. Okay. There's one pick. Uh, that's three months worth of winning. But the Bengals have been on a similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have been the best team in the AFC and and just about the league. And Joe Burrow, 3-0 and against these Mahomes Chiefs. And Mahomes has a bum leg. It was a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. You ever had one of them mm-hmm. as an athlete? Yep, it's not fun. Tony Collins uh, said yesterday. It's that one of those that you think you might be able to go, but it's just, it's tough. And the line movement has uh, told the tale on that because it started Kansas City, I believe, by like two, two and a half. Now it is Cincinnati minus two. That is a huge flip, Molly. Yeah, and I, you know what? I like Cincinnati in that game. I, 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 but you, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. I mean, so he, you know, he and Travis Kelsey, and I mean, that that's a, Travis Kelsey had fourteen catches. Yeah, they just nobody, nobody even knew he was on the field. Uh, but I, you know, Cincinnati. I, I mean, I think you're, you're we're headed for Cincinnati and uh, the Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl. So why aren't you giving the Niners a shot? Because I, I mean, the, the defensive defenses keep getting better. Brock Purdy, I think they kind of got him figured out a little bit, and it's a tough time to make a bunch of changes with a with a rookie quarterback to you know try to fool anybody. They were pretty anemic against Dallas. Yep. Nothing down the field, and the Eagles' defense is as good, if not if better. Not better, yeah. And I just don't. Uh, I like him. I think he's gonna be a good player. But it's really tough that you know he he the, in the position he's been put in. I don't even think they've had a bye week with him as a quarterback, so no th- no chance to make any you know pit stop adjustments. It's just been go go go. I saw a Washington media guy say Brock Purdy, you know, Mister Irrelevant. Before we start making decisions about Sam Howell, let's realize that there's guys like Brock Purdy around. And okay great but and i'm sorry this is me as a washington fan this is nothing to do with you or the show or anything just thoughts out loud okay i'll take sam howe if i can also get kyle shanahan debo samuel christian mccaffrey Uh, kittle it's the totality that defense yep i'll take it all sure sam howe be great in that off in that on that team but you don't get that uh, Purdy is in a great spot, and he's played well. No, so things and, are true, and, and that's right. And and it's which you know, chicken and egg, and that which which is because of the other. But I, I man, I just, I mean, again, the Eagles just quietly continue to bludgeon people. They do, and they will run you to death, and that's what they did. The Giants I mean, the it's just night. a battering ram, and, and when know, they don't want to do that, they'll throw it AJ Brown, right? Or they'll just do something with uh, with. Uh, hurts yeah and it, you know next thing you know, he's gone for 20 or 25 it's so funny to me too when he gets his runs it literally looks like there's nobody within 25 yards of him every time <laughs> yeah yeah uh M- eric says i bet mully is a blast at parties he is okay okay thanks <laughs> I, I mean i think that was supposed to be a backhand compliment uh-huh uh-huh all right well there's your nfl we had uh ecu baseball media day yesterday mully uh, a couple things coming out of it. I asked Cliff Godwin about rule changes. It's kind of interesting. He said that they are going to put a bigger emphasis on the pitch clock. And Cliff said, I'm not putting a shot clock on the scoreboard because, you know, if I do, uh, I'll still be, you know, looking at and, and now there'll be more discretion. And I don't know. I mean, do you think it'll be a thing at all? I, I mean, 
the the time between pitches was not what caused long games last year. It was a pitching staff that had to be managed down to every situation. So ECU specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we just made a lot of pitching changes last year. So yeah. I you know the that pitch clock has very little to no bearing over it. Um, what's kind of interesting too is if you have a pitch clock violation, then you're going to have a in any other sport what would be a timeout. So you're going to have a further lapse time yeah, violation yeah, yeah you're gonna have a further lapse between the Umps. time of the next pitch is thrown i'm just gonna write some in his notebook right so if if we're heading cliff's toward, gonna argue that right <laughs> just let the, let the additional two seconds expire and let him throw the pitch and and then we can move on right when he said and i don't know how this is gonna go i wanted to say i know how it's gonna go you're gonna get tossed from a game this year because of that i don't know if he would get tossed over pitch clock i i mean I mean, he you know he would if it was egregious enough, but I think that's going to be one. And again, if it's not a common clock, how is that adjudicated? What do you mean by a common I get, clock? so? How can he argue it? In oh, other right, words, right. If it's being kept on the field, is he going to have a guy in the dugout and you're watching the umpire's thumb to Kobe make sure Bortles? What, yeah, yeah. Or, or does the umpire have to give a sign when he starts the clock? I right. mean, how do you you know? So um, I don't know. I thought the more interesting deal coming out of that was the. Uh, the uh, no props on the field that was the uh the second one your thoughts on that no you know what my thoughts are on that <laughs> that's fine enough let's get on with it move along yeah that's i mean it, you know yeah and i i know that that um you know that's just the old school in me but i but it's i don't know how many people that appeals to other than just that the the young kids like it and when i say young kids i mean you know the the the, the dudes high school and down and obviously the players at east carolina you know, i don't really care one way or the other if if you want to i mean there's a million ways to celebrate in the dugout or whatever you want to do also you know i mean it can make it fun or funny or whatever i don't think it it kills the game now you might look at it as showing up the opponent it's a little unsportsmanlike and if for that it is a commonality in the game yeah but my question becomes again how do you adjudicate that you throw a flag and it's uh 10 yards enforced on extra point i mean i you know i don't know how you uh strike one to the your next hitter I mean, I don't, I don't know what the penalty is. Yeah. Some other uh, news and notes, just some guys we talked to. Carter Spivey talked about his kind of journey and was really awesome. I asked him about his early struggles and, and, and where he is today, and he gave credit to his parents and had a great line about you'll never regret, you know, trying your hardest. Like, sure. if you try your hardest, it don't work out. Well, you tried. And so I thought that was a really good line and kind of – just the headspace he's in as a mature senior was really cool to hear. Well, and what you want to see is guys grow both physically and mentally. And so what he's shown is that he's done that. And, you know, those struggles early make those victories late that much sweeter. So it's one of those things, you know, you don't want to hear the, you know, you don't want to hear the testimony of a of a, a perfect person. You, you, you kind of want to hear about the trials and tribulations. So maybe you can, you know, assimilate a little better and, and, then, and then appreciate, you know, your victories. Shirley, hit Garrett Sailor 1. I asked him if he looked at uh, kind of new technology stuff, spin rate, all that. I'm going to be honest. I've got no idea about spin rate. I don't look at it. I don't I don't focus on it. I'm out, I go out there to get outs. Like, I, don't, I don't care how, how my ball – like I want my ball to sink if I'm throwing a, if I'm throwing a fastball. I don't, I don't care what the spin rate on it is. Um, I'm going out there to get outs. You like that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Put him out there. And, and, and you know – that stuff is for other people. I guess you could probably impact your spin rate, but you go to trying to toy with that stuff, and they say, you know, 
uh, it's not doing what you're used to it doing, and now you're getting tattooed all over the ballpark. So your spin rate will be zero because you'll be on the bench. So I mean, I think it's, you know, it that's 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 a coaching tool. That's uh that's an evaluative tool for uh, the next level. I don't know that you as a player can necessarily worry about that as a primary focus. Now, obviously, you know, as it is affecting. Uh, your stuff, you know, making a ball move a little bit more, whatever. That's something you got to worry about that in the fall. You certainly can't worry about that when you're out there competing. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart moving over from right field to center field. Bryson World, pretty big shoes to fill from all the ground he covered out there. And interested to see uh, how that goes for JC. All ideas will go great. And I did, you know, again, watching him as much as I did this fall, I saw him play a bunch out there. I mean, I, you know, he, I think he'll be just fine. I mean, Bryson was a good defensive center fielder. He certainly wasn't the greatest defensive center fielder East Carolina's ever seen. He made some great plays for sure, uh, but I don't think you'll uh, miss a beat with JC out there. Who is Jamie Page? I, I don't man, know that name just popped in my well, head. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure Jamie Page would tell you he was, but <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. There's been some. I mean, you know, Warren Gaspar. I mean, there's been a bunch of good ones that have yeah. that have played that spot. And Josh Moylan talked about just trying to get back to having fun and he, he made the point to say Mully he doesn't want to look at it like i have to go to practice again it's that i get to go do this yeah. and kind of get that mindset because it's not fun when you're struggling and when you're you've shown you can be a good hitter and you're hitting in the 100s like that can't be fun so he's got to kind of find a, a happy medium yeah knowing what you know again kind of going back to the comments spivey made and you could tell that the the, the mental coaching that they receive from from that staff and from the people that, that cliff brings in you know you, you gotta you gotta operate in a mood of, of thankfulness you know hey man i'm thankful for the opportunity i'm thankful to be here i'm thankful you can only struggle if you've had a lot of opportunities right so you got to be thankful that yeah. you were good enough to earn those opportunities so um you know that's otherwise it'll it'll eat you you know eat you up so i i uh you know that that's that's pretty pretty impressive to hear these young guys say that and that's just all part of maturing and you know he looks like he he looks like he's having a good time with his look. I mean, it looks like he's like you know uh, he looks he reminds me of like a detective in a seventies, uh, you know, cop show. Like even maybe a Chips or something that he would be kind of with the with the look he's rocking right now. Jenkins, but no. Jenkins Coward with the mustache and cowboy boots. Right, good look yesterday. Good looking uh, team there, Molly. I'm thankful that uh, I get to hang out and talk sports with you. Good buddy, me too. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Sure. We will take a break and talk to Michael Perry when we return. I'll ask him about his Cowboys, but we'll focus on basketball, ECU, and Tulsa tonight. We'll talk about that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by first bank together with our customers we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive visit the first bank location on arlington boulevard in greenville for all your personal and business banking needs now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 61,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Pirates, Golden Hurricane going at it tonight. 
and Menji's Coliseum. Michael Perry will be on the call with the voice of Jeff Charles as East Carolina looks to snap their losing streak. Tulsa looking for two wins in a row. They got their first conference win against Tulane their last time out. And uh, they will face the Pirates tonight in Menjis. We'll talk about it right now with Michael Perry. Coach Perry, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing? I'm doing great. All is well. Good to hear, Coach. And uh, looking forward to some hoops tonight inside of Menjis Coliseum in East Carolina. Coming off a uh, an off weekend, a rare off weekend in the schedule. And probably came at a pretty good time, right, Coach, without Javon Small. Hopefully... Mike Schwartz was able to uh, get some extra practice in with with guys uh, like Walker, like Felton, guys that uh, might be handling the ball a little bit more than if Javon Small was healthy. So, you know, do you see that taking place over the weekend off that uh, maybe a little help at the guard position, a little extra work for those guys? Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody's been thrown into, you know, different roles, obviously, with the – with the with the injuries and we, we've had you know we've had a rash of those here recently. It wasn't just Javon, uh, Jaden missed the game. Winston Taft missed the game or two. So uh, not having those guys available certainly helped. I mean, certainly hurt in, uh, in certainly in the teams you're facing and the type of pressure uh, that sometimes these teams can uh, you know can can put on you and it, it can speed you up and guys get uncomfortable in roles that they're not accustomed to being. So. I think the most important thing about this rest, not only a chance to be able to tweak a few things and work on a few things, but also give Javon a chance to get healthy and get him back out on the floor. That solves a lot of these problems. Absolutely, and I, I haven't heard a timetable from Coach Schwartz. Uh, Coach, are you you hearing anything about Javon and, and how long he will be out for East Carolina? No, I have not. Yeah, just had a, a week-to-week, uh, day-to-day deal at this point, so Hopefully, uh, East Carolina can have enough weapons uh, in the backcourt. And, of course, going to need that help in the frontcourt with Brandon Johnson, who continues to have a really good year for East Carolina and going to need Ezra to step up as well. Last time at home, Ezra Asar, just three points for the Pirates and I think only played like 17 or so minutes in that last home game for ECU. And I guess you see that with uh, with freshman coach. You're still looking for that consistency night in, night out. And, man, we've seen Ezra be a star on the court. We've also seen nights where he struggled. But uh, you get that with with young guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, for freshmen, uh, not only do they struggle, um, but they typically struggle when they get into conference play. You know, get out of conference play, and depending on the level. But East Carolina's at a level where – out of conference, you're not going to face probably the competition that you're going to face in conference. So you can have some success out of conference, but then you get into conference play. It's a lot more difficult. It'd be like the ACC. You know, it'd be a lot. A, you know, not saying it's easier, but you know, it, it's, it's the adjustment period isn't as difficult when you're playing out of conference foes when you're in really good leagues like the American because you get into the American and then you're facing some really really difficult opponents. And, uh, but, you know, you've been recruited for this level. You can play at this level. It's just a matter of time before they get adjusted. And, uh, and certainly when you've got a chance to see it and get accustomed to it, uh, you get more comfortable. So it's a learning curve associated with young players. 
Michael Perry joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line, East Carolina and Tulsa tonight. And these teams trying to stay out of the basement uh, when they take on each other tonight. And two surprising results from the weekend in league play. We'll talk about Houston and Temple uh, in a moment, Coach. But how about Tulsa knocking off Tulane? I mean, just proves every night, every day in this league, you, you got to go and, and play your hardest because you never know who can knock you off. And that was a – I mean, Tulsa was due for a win, Coach, but – it's a pretty good two-lane team uh, they were able to beat. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the scores, as you just mentioned, Tulsa's been playing well. I mean, they've been playing a lot of people close, had a couple of opportunities to win a couple of games, uh, went down, you know, final uh, one or two possessions. So they were right there. I mean, they were close to having a few wins under their belt. And uh, so, yeah, you're right. Eventually you knew it was going to happen. They were going to be able to, to get over the hump, and they did so. So they got a lot of confidence right now getting that first win particularly being so close on some of the others. And it'll be a battle of first-year head coaches. Of course, uh, Frank Haight there at Tulsa for a long time. And uh, Eric uh, Conkle, now the coach there, with the Golden Hurricane, Mike Schwartz in year one. So interesting battle there, too, co- uh, uh, Coach, with these guys trying to kind of build a foundation for their programs here in year one. Yeah, and again, it's, you know, for new coaches in this league, because Obviously, um, Tulsa's coach uh, was coaching. He had been a head coach before. And his his challenge was going to be having a system and then trying to get the players, you know, when you take over a job that's late, you've got some guys that are there. Uh, you know, you know you're going to lose a lot of guys to the transfer portal. Uh, trying to get guys to kind of fit your philosophy and how you want to play. And and he's had, he had success at lot Tech in terms of how – he wanted his guys to play and having a system in place. Then trying to implement that into the new American conference and also seeing how it was going to translate into this league and then getting the personnel, which a lot of times is very difficult in your first year to get the guys that actually are going to be able to play or have success at that particular playing style in this league. So uh, he's going through those challenges. He didn't really hit the transfer portal extremely hard in the spring. Um, so he, he, he chose, you know, to get some guys, some junior college kids and, and a few freshmen. And, um, so, I mean, he, he, he's learning this league. Michael Perry joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line, East Carolina, Tulsa tonight. Both teams one and six. The team at the top of the conference is Houston at six and one, but they were defeated over the weekend by Temple. And we talked last week, you know, will Houston lose a conference game? And we said, yeah, it could come at Tulane, could come at UCF. I didn't have that one uh, sandwiched in between those, Coach Temple being the team to knock off Houston. But the Owls have had a very impressive conference season. Coach Aaron McKee, uh, his team 6-2 and two in league play, just 12-9 and nine overall. But how surprised were you when you saw that result over the weekend? Not completely blown away, but I was surprised. I thought they would give them a more difficult uh, challenge for Houston in Philadelphia. I didn't think that they could give them a challenge. I thought from a talent standpoint they could, but I wasn't sure if they were seasoned enough to go into Houston and beat them. But from a talent standpoint, I thought they were capable, and I thought they would give them a challenge in Philadelphia. But I was surprised that they actually you know, went down to the last possession. I mean, Houston had a couple of cracks at it right there in the closing seconds and uh, and really good looks and, and probably should have won the game. But Temple put themselves in the position and their talent did. I mean, I think they're one of the more talented teams in the league. Big guards who can score at three different levels. Um, they're they're athletic, and then they've got athletic uh, front line guys. 
I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and he was talking about uh, those last couple of possessions in that Houston Temple game and how uh, they had two guys for Temple that, you know, they blocked shots, you know, that appeared to be like, game, you know, potential game winners, and they blocked them. And I was telling him they've got that type of athleticism, Jordan and then the other kid that's from, uh, from, from I think, Africa. And both of those kids are 6'9", and they can jump over a car. And, uh, and, and they, they use that athleticism when it was most important at the very end of that game and blocked two shots that would have been you know winning baskets uh, versus Houston. The Cougars were number one in the country. They reeled off nine wins in a row to start the season before losing to another uh, top team in the country, Alabama. And then Coach won nine more in a row before the loss to Temple. And sometimes you hear like, okay, the – this team needed a loss. That loss was a good thing. As a coach, can that ever be true? I mean, is it? Does a team need a wake up call here as we kind of get down the stretch to February, March basketball? Well, I think some teams do need a wake up call, but sometimes a wake up call could be a very, a very close game that you actually right find the word win at the end. So maybe being challenged uh, can be that close call. You don't really want to have a loss to do it, but sometimes it may require that. But and one thing that I've seen from them, and I saw it this year and I've seen it in the past with Houston since Coach Sampson has been there, when they lose, they usually come out and they play extremely good basketball afterwards. Uh, they they kind of reset. They hit the reset button, and they come out and they play with a vengeance. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out and play. I know after they lost to Alabama, uh, they were they, they were a really, really aggressive and uh, and really sharp group after the Alabama, after the Alabama loss. So, It'll be interesting to see if that continues with them. But I've seen it year in and year out. They've had some tough some tough games, even a loss or a really close one, and they bounce back with a vengeance. Michael Perry joining us, Coach. Looking at the uh, the top 25 right now, some interesting names in there. New Mexico, who lost last night to Nevada uh, on the road, but they are now 18-2 and two on the year. Uh, Florida Atlantic, who we'll see in the American coming up next year, 19-1. and one sitting at number 21 in the country st mary's number 22 charleston number 18 in the country at 21 and one and even some non-traditional uh teams in bigger conferences kansas state is fifth in the country um you know iowa state xavier tcu i, I don't know not traditional blue blood so is that kind of a sign of the times you think with the transfer portal when you you see these teams up there a lot of uh, a lot of different names in that top 25 well, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. It's the transfer portal. And the transfer portal, you know, some people frown when they hear about the transfer portal, but it's been good. It's been good and bad. There are some teams that certainly lose some players, but then there are certain teams, you know, that they rebound as a result of that. You're able to replenish when you lose guys, as opposed in the past, if you lost a pretty good player, it's hard to recover from that. But the transfer portal has allowed guys to be able to recover from losing, you know, really significant parts of their team. And, and guys that you seemingly think are going to be a big part of your future, they've been able to replenish. And uh, you just look at Carolina last year, the transfer uh, that they had last year. What a great – from Oklahoma. Yeah, Manic, I believe. Yeah. What a great addition he was to their team. And early on, the kid that transferred, um, uh, Nance, uh, that transferred from Northwestern was, was a tremendous addition to their team. He's been hurt here recently, and it and it's hurt the team not having them. So – you can lose guys, but you can replenish quickly in the transfer portal. UCF lost a couple of really good player starters uh, that they were counting on, but double-figure scores, and they replenished with some really good players to replace them. So I think that's what you're seeing. I know Kansas State 
uh, is being uh, being led by the uh, by the kid Johnson who transferred from Florida. You know, who had the health issues, and had the heart the, the heart issue there. And, uh, he'd been out of basketball for a couple of years, but he transferred in there, and boy, he's been absolutely fabulous uh, this year for them. And um, so they've been able to really do a great job of being able to replenish that roster. And you're seeing it across the country. Michael Perry joining us, Coach, with those kind of non-traditional teams in the top 25. That means there are some big names left out of the top 25. And I'm just looking at this list of receiving votes this week. And it includes Duke, Indiana, North Carolina, Michigan State, I'll throw Illinois and Wisconsin, Arkansas in there. Kentucky is in there. If I showed you this top 25 and who was left out like 25 years ago, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe me, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Ohio State in there as well. I mean, yeah. really good programs. The Blue Blood programs are out right now. And, and I'm sure some of them are going to muscle their way in toward the end of the season. They're going to get on the run and, and right the ship and get things going in the right direction. And some of them are going to ease in there toward the end of the season, I'm sure. But uh, for the most part, though, you're seeing some new guys that have, that, that have you know, basically kind of joined the top 25 party. And uh, and they're doing it different ways. I mean, I know like College of Charleston, um, a big part of their success has been a transfer portal. But they've done it not so with the traditional um, guys out of the portal, which they've got some of those. But they've actually dipped into the Division II market and got some really good Division II players uh, you know, they were very talented, and they knew were Division One caliber players, and they've added them to the fold, and it's really helped their team out. Indiana State was having a really good year. Uh, the Pirates saw firsthand close up uh, earlier this year in that tournament in Florida, but uh, they've added about three Division Two players. You know, a couple of them were Division Two All-Americans, and uh, they've added some really good players. So guys have been a little creative with this portal also, so it isn't just really good Division One players, but also some really good Division Two players. And they've, you know, they've, they've, they've come into your team and the guys have done their due diligence and, you know, making sure that the guys are leaving for the right reasons. And I think today you're seeing a lot of kids that are leaving. They don't necessarily have a lot of baggage with them, as opposed to the past. Yeah. Sometimes you may get a transfer and they were in the portal or whatever the case because there was a lot of bad baggage with them. But today you got you got guys that are really good kids. you got guys that are graduating in a couple of years. You know, I, and I'm just going off on this portal and I'm just thinking, but you get nervous, too, when you have really good players. I was talking with the Temple staff uh, before we played them last game. And the kid, Dunn, who's from here in Kingston, I mean, he's just a sophomore academically, but he's going to graduate this spring. Mm. So they're a little nervous already. I mean, he's all-conference guy. He's going to be all-conference again this year. He's a heck of a player. And he's going to graduate this spring, and he's going to have two years of eligibility now. So that guy could be looking at – pursuing pros, whether it's the NBA or C or G League, or maybe moving on to another program. So you get a little nervous when you have really good young players in the program, whether they're graduating or not. There's a chance they may not be there for the long haul. Well, yeah, you don't have to tell Pirate fans that, Coach, just watching Jaden Gardner or Tristan Newton the last couple years, and every time Ezra makes a, a spin move to the basket, I, I cheer, and then I get a little nervous about it. Just, I mean, this is part of the reality uh, these days yeah. in, uh, in college basketball. Absolutely. It's what it is, and you and you just have to learn to adjust. I think yeah. Mr. Chesky said it best a few years ago. Uh, that's the key to being successful in college athletics today. You're going to have to learn to make adjustments and change with the times. No doubt. Michael Perry joining us. Coach, uh, how about a key or two tonight for East Carolina to snap this losing streak and get a win? What are the Pirates going to need to do well tonight? 
we've got to find a way to shoot the basketball better. And obviously that starts with getting some easy baskets. So you want to get out in transition and get some easy baskets, maybe get on the offensive glass a little bit more and, uh, and create more opportunities there. Uh, you can sometimes get to the free throw line by being more aggressive off the bounce because that's one area where the Pirates have had some success uh, for a great part of the season. Making free throws, getting to the free throw line and making free throws was a weapon for the Pirates because the more they got there, they were making a lot of them. And that's going to be key again. they got to get, create more opportunities either off the bounce, off offensive glass, being aggressive, getting teams in the bonus, getting to the free throw line. And also it helps the shooters when they can get an easy basket or make a free throw to see the ball go through the hoop because they start seeing the basket look bigger to them when they take these perimeter shots. You know, right now they're shooting about 36% from the field in conference games. That's the lowest in the conference. So that's the major problem right there. They've got to increase their shooting percentage in order to be able to win in this league. And in order to do that, you got to get some easy baskets, which typically come in transition. Try to find some in half court, get to the free throw line. Those are going to be really important factors. They're defending well enough to win, but they're just not getting the offense to help them out. Michael Perry joining us, Coach. I um, just received a news bulletin that said this is not the Cowboys' year. Uh, what happened to the boys on Sunday? Well, as I've told my my brother-in-law and a host of other family members and friends who've been texting me over the last four years, <laughs> we had a heck of a year. And, um, you know, we, 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 we're not going to get to the Super Bowl, but we had a really good year. We're certainly trending in the right direction. We've got a good team. Um, our offense, yes, uh, as, we, as we just talked about the Pirates a few minutes ago, our defense was ahead of the offense, yeah. and our offense just could not contribute where it needed to be in the last game. And Dak's got some things. He's got to, he's got to work out. Uh, uncharacteristic year for him in terms of the, uh, the turnovers and the interceptions. But he's got to do a better job offensively. And it starts with the quarterback. And I think in, in several times he was off – they seem to be disconnected in terms of him and the receivers. That's got to get worked out, and the interceptions have to get cleaned up. If they do that, they've got a chance. I mean, heck, they, they, they had an opportunity to win that game the other day. It's just offensively, you expect for the Cowboys, who are the number one offensive team in the NFL, to be able to score more than 12 points. I mean, it just you can't win a, you can't win a playoff game scoring 12 points. Well, uh, Coach, as a Washington fan, i got to admit, I am taking some delight talking to you and Brian Bailey this week after the demise of Dallas. But uh, I can't say much because my team didn't even make it to the dance. So, yeah, yes, That's what I told my brother-in-law. I mean, like, uh, at least we were at the party. <laughs> we, were, we were outside the window looking in. <laughs> I mean, we, we were dancing and having a good time for a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks, that's right. Coach, uh, have a great call tonight alongside the voice, Jeff Charles. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk more hoops with you down the road. All right, take care. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Michael Perry joining us on the program. Um, see if I could have a Cowboys fan on every day this week to really drive the knife in. Uh, who would you say? Kenny Curlings? <laughs> Kenny Curlings. We'll get Medor, Greg Pierce, uh, Mike Houston. Come one, come all. Let's talk about, I believe you like to call them dim boys. Let's talk about them. All right, let's take a break. When we return, the well-hydrated Bryce Williams will join us. He is a happy man with a water in his hand. Will he know what time he should take those sips? Do we have a clock in studio? We'll find out when we return after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Tuesday. Thanks to Kim McNeil. The Mully Man, Ellerby, and Michael Perry for joining us on the program. And thanks to our next guest, former ECU tight end. He is Bryce Williams. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. You know, I'm not a huge country guy, but... I would say the best two songs going right now are that cover of a Bruce Surely that's not the one I was looking for, but thank you. Our uh, 40 Bowls in 14 Days Country uh-huh. Music Edition. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chandler? Oh, absolutely. No I, doubt about it. I don't I think wish... it's not a coincidence that both you and I are on those tracks. Oh, no. Some about our voices together. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a match made in heaven. Look, yeah. and I've oh, had yeah. several people come up to me and say that me and you are a match made in heaven. Serenade yeah. me. Um, and I, I would say let's listen to the 40 Bowls in 40 Days, but that's like Christmas music. You can only listen to it mm. in the month of December. Probably, I, I got it in my head. I just have it. <laughs> 40 <laughs> Bowls in 14 Days. No. Wow. Is that the country? I didn't think that was the country version. Yeah. It what do you mean? I didn't sign the country version. Mama said 40 boats. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Baba said 40 <laughs> boats. <laughs> there we go. Bryce, uh, I'd ask how you're doing, but I know the answer. You are well refreshed. I'm good. I'm quenched. <laughs> quenched. I tell you what, they didn't buy just one case of waters. Yeah. There's like. I think I saw three. No three, more cramping from the three, big fella in here. Packs. Speaking of cramping injuries, Bryce, uh, the most talked about injury going on right now in the sports world is the high ankle sprain. Oh. And that is to Patrick Mahomes, who mm. suffered that uh, over the weekend. That and now that has made the line of this Sunday's game between the Bengals and the Chiefs start at Chiefs minus two, two and a half. Mm. Now, a couple days later, it's already Bengals minus two. Uh. People are worried about that injury. Have you ever had one of those? Oh, goodness, yeah. It was uh, a sprained ankle is um, not fun. I mean, it's, they say, honestly, you're almost better to break it than to sprain it because something about the healing um, or recovery from a sprained ankle takes longer than that. And I believe I had an ankle sprain when I was training – was after college training oh, yeah. rolled the crap out of it. i mean it hurt so bad i mean it drug along for i might bet it lingered with me several months i mean and i guess you months. can do like treatment and stuff on it but really it's just like yeah. time yeah right? a time and you for sure you try and rest them you're like well i'm supposed to rest it if i gotta be doing workouts and but you know it was 
It ain't. It's not fun. So uh, we probably won't see a very mobile Mahomes. We would, you would, would imagine. I wouldn't think a mobile Mahomes. <laughs> uh, m- mobile Mahomes. That would be I a like great it. business for him. I know. Outside of the NFL, uh-huh. selling mobile homes. Yeah. <laughs> mobile. Yeah. Ma- Let us find a mobile Mahomes for you today. Uh huh. How about this stat, Bryce? A stat to consider mm. if you've ever considered one. Mm. Uh, Joe Burrow, three and zero against Mahomes's Chiefs oh. in Burrow's career pretty good trying to keep that going including a win in the afc championship last year we get a rematch coming up on sunday mm. with all the information i just gave you Bengals or chiefs which way are you going there although you like to pick due to personal relationships mm-hmm. so, <laughs> and connections so we're going Bengals. uh deontay smith is that and him and well i, I know him and he's a pirate so why not and then my buddy mike hilton so all right there you go uh, in the other one, it will be the hottest team in the NFL. The 49ers haven't lost since like late October. Wow. They've gone like almost four months without losing a game. Man. Uh, they will take on the Eagles, who absolutely pummeled the Giants on Saturday night. And we were kind of, I remember going into the playoffs saying, all right, with the Bengals and Chiefs and Bills, like, it's high flying offenses everywhere. Who's playing defense? Well, the Eagles and Niners play defense. Could be a, a lower scoring game. We'll see what offense can get clicking, but that's going to be a good one in Philly. Uh, Brock Purdy uh, continuing to win. It, now, their offense didn't do much against Dallas. Their defense got the job done. Two picks from Dak Prescott. Uh, but what do you think about Niners and Eagles on Sunday? Mm, probably going to go in Philly. You know, I'm favoring, I'm favoring Eagles. For okay. sure, you know Jalen Hurts is back. Um, he's obviously a weapon, and I like people more. You know, not not people. I like you know the thought of being more closer East Coast. So I'm going that route. Um, I'm going Eagles, Eagles, and Bengals Super Bowl. I think that'd be pretty. You think it would be pretty? Just stop your sentence there. The uniform matchup? Be pretty? Orange and green? <laughs> uh, I don't know about the green. Yeah, that color, no. It wouldn't be pretty low, but they got. They both do have cool helmets. You know, you have to win. That is true. Good helmet matchup yeah, between those good two. Good helmet matchup. Um, but if it's, I guess we won't, I won't get to Super Bowl. We got to see who wins. You know, I can't be hypothetical here. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, picking so, that yet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, nothing going going Eagles. Um, yeah, Bryce, do you know who is performing uh, at Super Bowl halftime this year? I think it is actually isn't it Rihanna? It is. It is very Rihanna. good. I forgot. What I was going to name some songs uh, if you didn't know the person to see if you could figure out who it was. I'm trying to think. Of the only one I could tell you is Umbrella. Ella. 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 Hey. 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 <laughs> That's the one I know. Uh, That's about it for my rihanna yeah i'm pretty if i heard it i was like oh i know it but i can't really give you a title i heard um and i already i can't remember the name i'm very curious what the super bowl national anthem chris stapleton oh that'd be cool along with cheryl lee ralph do you know i don't know who that is i don't know cheryl chris stapleton he's popular amongst the uh country folks Mm, right old school oh yeah he's hard man i mean it looks like a hard man (laughs) i don't know personally but there you go. All right, so uh, there is your Super Bowl news. Oh, we got an update from Randolph in, on YouTube. 
Hey, guys, I think Dax just threw another pick recovered by the 49ers. I love his wording on that. Says Dax's name wrong. Says an interception is recovered by the Niners. But Randolph, that's why we love you, man. Maybe you'll see you at AJ's tomorrow night. Um, All right. A couple of things. So um, we've been talking about this, Bryce. Most likable athletes. I would say amongst ECU, Mm. if we just did local, you would have a pretty high approval rating. I hope because so. you don't really. I mean, who have you made angry? I don't think anybody. Yeah, I mean, you get along with, but yeah. you're easy to get along with. Um, but we were naming some names, and I don't know, kind of maybe stem from yesterday. We were talking about Dan Marino freaking out for some reason. We played the clip, play the one we played earlier of uh, Dan Marino freaking out um, while doing uh, inside the NFL because of Brian Greasy. He's the number one rated quarterback, and there's a good reason why. I talked to my man Terrell Buckley last week in Miami. He was on a bye week, by the way, playing golf. He told me that defense is blocked. Uh, <laughs> I told him my man Terrell Buckley, he was on a bye week. He was playing golf like a flex. It was like a flex from Dan Marino. And then I he, talked to him. He was on a bye week. He, he messed was playing up, golf. cussed, hit the uh, – one of the hits you couldn't hear because it was during the beep. But he's got a ring, and he, like, he pounds the table, and you hear the other guy go, Jesus, everybody Jeez. backs up. Everybody's like legit about, scared. Was he mad or something? He was mad at himself for messing up. For messing up his line. Yeah. Oh, like he probably had that, like <laughs> – you can tell he he had so much passion going into that line. He was ready to speak. As soon as he started, it was like... Start- he was on a bye week, by the way. Yeah, he, was- he got way off track. Like, what is he talking about? He was on a bye week. Why? He was playing golf. Why do we care if he's playing golf? Like, he just yeah. got too far off the path. Uh, and then he fumbled, like, his words, like, which a lot of people do, like humans do. And he got mad. Is there a video of that? He got I'm so mad. I wanted to pull that up. He's got uh, anger issues. Uh, this is one where, and Bryce, we've had you cut liners before and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I would say, and to Troy's credit, he, Troy is a perfectionist at times. Mm-hmm. And you might read a good line, but Troy's like, all right, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. You could do it better. Right. Kind of like a rep in practice, right? Right. right? That was a pretty good rep, but let's, let's get it perfect. Right. Why not? So Dan, <laughs> Dan thought he nailed this perfect. The director did not. And uh, it led to something funny. Hit that one, Cheryl. You'll get round-trip airfare and tickets to a game, a complete uniform, and a chance to meet me. Stay tuned. I'll have details on how to enter, and we'll be announcing a winner later tonight. Okay, it's a little long, and I, I think you flubbed on that last Did not flub at all. No, it wasn't a flub. It was there was no f***ing flub. flub. But, it was uh, not a flub. Uh, you you want to see that playback? No, come on. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? <laughs> Take three, 25-second version, and action. Hi, I'm Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins. Welcome to Visa NFL Quarterback Club Week on I hope you've enjoyed your Thanksgiving day. We have more NFL action on Sunday starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, but tonight you'll get a chance to be my backup quarterback for a day. You'll get round-trip, airfare, and tickets to a game, a complete uniform, and a chance to meet me. Stay tuned. I'll have details on how to enter, and we'll be announcing a winner later tonight. Perfect. F- it. Send it in. Okay. You want to see playback on it? Nope. I don't want to see. Go. <laughs> <laughs> There's video on that. That's too, Dan Marino way, for you. You want to check it out? I never knew that. Bleep it. Send it in. Bleep it. Uh, do you want to see that back? Nope. Don't want to see bleep. Get me out of here. 
<laughs> that was hilarious. So, um, I don't know. It came up yesterday. I don't know why, but I remember Dan Marino uh, watching Dan Marino. as a kid, like, screaming at his uh, receivers. But, like, he was the man. Like, right. They, he, the receivers probably did something wrong. Like, he was great. Oh. And, um, but anyway. <laughs> we, we brought it up because I want to say it was because we were talking about Joe Burrow and your hot take about him being the next. Oh, Dan, right, right. I was being, comparing him to Dan Marino. Him being the next Dan Marino. Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl his second year in the league. Mm. Hall of Famer, broke all kinds of records. Never made it back to the Super Bowl, though. So last year, before the Super Bowl, I had like a long-term hot take I just wanted to throw out there. I, I said, Joe Burrow, Super Bowl year two, he's going to lose. Check, he did. <laughs> and I said, he'll break records, Hall of Famer, but never go back to a Super Bowl. And now here we are, and he's about to go back to a Super, back Bowl, to Super Bowl. And I'm going to have to delete my tweet. Uh-oh. Nah, I'm not a delete tweeter. Yeah, he's holding, I'm keeping it out hold, there. Yeah. I'm taking the L. You hold yourself accountable, you know? So go Chiefs, so I won't be wrong about my joe burrow dan marino <laughs> um comparison there bryce who's the uh who's the nicest guy in sports we we're t- like the uh we were talking about I some tell names. You, uh i mean i there's quite a few that i that i've actually ran across that actually but you know say drop right hand there's a guy play for the patriots post teams guy matt slater matthew slater of course he's been he there is, in fact he might have hung it up after this year he was still playing he, this I year i mean he that was a i mean but that he's definitely one of the nicest ones i've met but i've met a lot of nice guys uh christian mccaffrey was a cool dude Um, i'd say that's a good one current yeah he has a pretty high approval rating i don't think he's done anything to make anybody mad yeah i'd say christian mccaffrey matthew Um, slater by the way 37 years old uh he played for the patriots his rookie year was 08 and he played this season yeah i mean he's been in it and has been like a special teams guy in the pro bowl he's been to 10 pro bowls <laughs> for special teams that's mm. amazing and he's fast and he's one of those guys that like if you ever see a patriots locker room like post game like belichick always lets him he's always talking like he's i guess the captain at this yeah. point he's been around so long he's, yeah but anyway good example there mccaffrey him, good example mccaffrey uh greg olson was a super guy you know he was a nice guy we brought him up uh during a break that greg olson and by the way as a player and now as a broadcast his uh popularity is skyrocketing right now everybody was talking about the good job he did on sunday and he'll actually be uh the color analyst on the super bowl this year yep. for the first time mm. greg olson him um I did become good friends with a buddy of the Rams, Tim Barnes. He was the uh, center when I was there. Um, All centers seem like good people. He was a good guy. Except Ezekiel Elliott. It was a joke from Sunday. <laughs> did you see their last play? Uh-uh. You had to see it. I didn't see it. I never know what. It was the most bizarre thing oh. ever. It goes clean like it goes up there with it. I don't think it surpasses it, but like that's got to be a joke, Bryce. The fake punt. I hope not. This has got to be like a viral video or something. But we're watching a girl clean her car with gas. There's no way uh, that's. I, I'm. I choose not to believe that. Mm. I'm a Snopes that one. Okay. All right, Cowboys last play of the game. Here we go, Bryce. They got the ball at the at their own 24 so you do the whole flippity doodah play here whatever mm-hmm. but they line up they got ezekiel elliott at center snapping the ball to dak prescott 
So why would they do that? I want you. I don't. Don't follow the ball. First, watch Zeke and then follow the ball. Okay. All right. All right here is the snap. Zeke gets buried. Ah. Receiver gets buried. End of game. Ah. <laughs> like, like, what was the point of him? Do you think like that? they ran that in practice and were like, "Hey, boys, we got something here." Zeke gets absolutely pancaked, and then the receiver gets Get smoked. speared. And that's it. Again, now Ed, you can't do much there. You got to go yeah, seventy-five uh, yeah. yards and everything. Right. But that's a hell I mean, of a funny on. play to end the I, season. That's on. bad. That, oh yeah, that was the last. Play of the season. Yeah, that's how your season wraps. I mean, that, that's almost like they just threw in the towel. They said, "Whatever, we're gonna put our running back at center." And we want him to just get smirked. trucked. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure Zeke oh, looked at the sideline like, "This is this, this is my job I now." I want to be. Mm. <clears throat> All right, there you go. Bryce Williams joining us. Let's take a break. We got to open up the booty bag during this hour. Oh, I got some Tom Brady audio on uh, his podcast with Jim Gray. He was asked about his future. And uh, spoiler alert, we got more beeps coming. We got some Tom Brady beeps ahead, and more with Bryce Williams. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Right before we came back on the air, Bryce Williams asked me a question. How many guys have we had transfer? Referring to the ECU football team. Chandler, I might need you to help me update this list. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, at receiver, we've added Taji Hudson. Andre Pegues. Andre Pegues. At running back, mm. Macy O'Donnell. Yes, slash receiver. Okay. We uh, at defensive line, we had Manny Hickman. Rocked up guy, Rick DeBrew. Rick DeBrew. Who is now at TCU, Bryce. Whoa. And we got um, starter, I guess. If you uh, he was a doghouse guy. Oh, yeah. he was in the doghouse. You ever been in a doghouse? No. Nah, that's yeah. why you're a likable guy. Yeah. Um, corner Malik Malik Fleming. Malik Fleming. Uh, where's he at? Do we know any of the guys are right now? Nah. The only one I know of is that Rick DeBrew went to TCU. Um, so I'm sure there's been another that we're missing here, but. So, how many guys have transferred? I'll put a little uh, star by the transfers on this list. Ryan Stubblefield is one. Holt Naylor's not, obviously. Right. Keaton Mitchell did not transfer mm-hmm. going to the uh, NFL draft. Macy O'Donnell, transfer. That's two. Winstead Johnson, not transferring. Taji Hudson, Andre Pagis, three and four. Ryan Jones, Aaron Jarman, D'Angelo McKinney. 
I know Jarman and Jones not are not transfers. Did McKinney? Or I don't think that was a transfer. I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, Avery Jones transfer. Mm. Noah Henderson no. Justin Red no. I believe. Uh, Sean J. Mims no. Elijah Robinson yes. He went to Hawaii. Dang, <laughs> Manny Hickman, yes. Transfer, Rick DeBrew, yes. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Xavier Smith, no. Miles Berry, no. Chance Basin, no. Jawan Powell, yes. Mm-hmm. Nine. Pre Washington, no. Demel Hickman, yes. I believe. Have it? you got Elijah? I'm looking at Hoist of Colors. Uh, Steve and I go with, a, uh, with an article uh, January 20th. EC transfer portal tracker. Who's going? Who's coming? Elijah Robinson's the first one on that list. Yes. Defense alignment. Going to Hawaii. Uh, Sean Dorsey. Ah, uh, yeah, he's on my list. Okay, and we have Ryan Stubblefield. Demetrius Mooney. Demetrius yes. Mooney. Yes. Jair Wilson. Jair Wilson. Yes. Juan Powell. Mm. Yep. Manny Hickman. Taji yep. Hudson. Yep. Andre Pagese. Rick DeBrew. I think I got the rest. Yeah, Malik. That was close. Demel Hickman. Ten does. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Dang. 14 transfers. And the list as a whole, we got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 2, 4, 6, 8, 9. I got 29 on my sheet. Hmm. So that's where we are right now. 29 players that were on the roster last year that aren't currently. So I guess draft, 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 draft. Yeah. Hmm. everybody else graduated or yeah. or draft pretty much that's and a big that and a little chunk that is a a big number i don't know i was talking about it with somebody last year and i could find this somewhere maybe in a phil steel magazine but east carolina was one of the most senior laden team as far as like snaps returning production returning yeah. like probably top 25 I believe, I in college that. football this year they're going to be bottom 10 or 25 when it comes to production yeah so big change and i I'd, we'll see moving forward in the next uh five ten years as this portal thing continues price and everything um is this number of what i say 14 4 14 yeah is that high is that the norm like i gotta think it's still gonna be high but i don't know man i yeah, mean we might man. be to where a dozen is like the new number. Yeah, where it used to be like four, maybe. Yeah, could be. Especially could be as easy now. as they made it. My goodness. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, there you go. There's your answer, Bryce Williams. My goodness. Um, Josh Hawkins, by the way, going to join us on the show later this week. No. Yeah. Josh Hawkins is getting ready for the XFL season. Oh yeah. He'll be playing for the Renegades. So it's about because XFL like stopped. And then now they're rebooting or something, right? They've had multiple reboots. So back in the around 2000, I remember I was still living at home because on that first Saturday I watched it in my uh, living room with my dad, and it was Vince McMahon saying, "Welcome to the XFL." <laughs> they lasted one year. It was gone. Then it came back, and then I think covid got it maybe 
Yeah, something like that. But either way, yeah. it's like XFL 3.0. This time it does have the backing of The Rock and like big names in sports, like the XFL coaches. Um, and then there's still the USFL, right? And the USFL will be going on as well. Oh, hmm. So a lot of opportunities, but um, maybe it was the USFL that had the. Uh, but anyway there's a lot of big so names who do you go to, to? I mean, usfl i don't know yeah i don't know which is better or yeah. worse or whatever um a lot of familiar names up here though with ecu ties uh yeah. kevin sumlin coached against the pirates uh with houston skip holtz coached here mm-hmm. larry fedora uh lost to the pirates yeah. well, jeff fisher here. jeff fisher bryce's coach terrence copper's favorite guy todd haley Todd Haley always seemed like a guy on the sidelines, just always with a ugly face, chewing out somebody. And I was like, man, is he just hmm. the biggest jerk ever? He's like, no, that's my guy. Like he, huh. he, I got in good with Todd Haley. So when he went to, when he was at Dallas, I was there. When he got the job at Kansas City, I was the first guy he called. I liked him. I was go. like, all right, well, cool. Heck yeah. But uh, yeah, USFL, XFL, Bryce. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder who's which one's considered the. That's a good question. Research. I don't know. Pay, you know which one's paid more. Yeah. You know. Well, because uh, uh, you had a very negative experience with the AAF. Yeah. One of those leagues, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, when we talk to Josh later this week, I'll ask him about just kind of the infrastructure. Like, do you have like a built like where are you working out mm-hmm. like yeah. facilities? Because it's kind of easy to you know make some uniforms and give guys that but like there's there's a lot more that goes into it right gosh yeah (laughs) that you were missing out on (laughs) a lot not a lot of structure with them so uh yeah we'll talk to uh josh hawkins later this week and rick smith um if you want to you got a question or two you want me to ask josh when he's on ask him if he's learned to backpedal yet okay that's something we always had to work on with josh yeah he always used to want to slide his feet instead of tap uh-huh. and i well, it was one day well i had to say it off the air because it got ugly <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool just uh and bryce knows that terminology you're using the yeah. coach and pl- uh, sliding and tapping bryce yeah. that's your backpedaling hmm. backpedaling that's actually new to me that whole defensive slang i know like you know flip your hips I think but that, I think he was making up a defensive slang. That was there. pretty funny though. I, <laughs> you got to turn your head good. though, right, Coach? And that was something we always had to work on with Josh too, was to turn his head. Turn he your always, head. He always wanted to face guard. There was one day I talked so ugly to him, he just kept turning his head. He, he just kept turning his head. He couldn't stop doing. I talked so ugly to him. But. <laughs> Coach, good to see you, man. Good to see you. I'm the only one. You I, forgot about me. Hey, is Steve Ellis here? Steve, do you know Josh? Does someone say shock? Does someone say shock? Jaquan McMillan. You should have coached a guy like like Jaquan McMillan, like Malik Fleming. What about Josh Hawkins? Like Josh Hawkins. <laughs> good interview with Kim McNeil today. Jaquan <laughs> Kim McNeil. McNeil. Who's the player you said you wish you could hear Steve Ellis say his name? Or who was the person you said? It was Mac McCarthy. <laughs> Mac McCarthy. Chandler, the man of a thousand voices. Oh, man. He's like a ventriloquist. I, 
Well, sort of. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk with my mouth. We can do it. We're always. There's the people who can change all the voices. You know that guy on uh, Jeff that Dunham? cop movie. He can do all sorts of voices. <laughs> Jeff Dunham's a ventriloquist. <laughs> Isn't that what we're talking about? Well, you were saying yeah, change voices, change voices, like um, who's like Frank Caliendo. Frank Caliendo, yeah, yeah. He can do all his different noises and voices. Oh yeah, Police Academy guy. Yeah, yeah, Police Academy guy. <laughs> yeah. That um, how have you ever heard my Rick Smith? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought yeah. that was maybe a first time. What do you want him to do? Give me a standing ovation? He laughed. I just didn't know if that was the first time he ever heard it. No. I've heard it. But heard I've, been, it. I've been here like three years. <laughs> About three, three years. <laughs> About damn near three years. About damn near. <laughs> uh, Shirley, let's hear from Tom Brady. Tom hey. Brady? Yeah. Do you know Tom Brady? He's on the Pill Electric Live line. <laughs> Uh, Bryce, how would you describe your interactions with Tom Brady? Um, I guess fairly, fairly positive. Um, general conversation, nothing crazy. A few times he said, what the blank are you doing? And I Hmm. forgot what I responded. So you've actually heard him cuss to you before? Yeah, I did some. Oh, I think one time this was, (laughs) I may have told us already, but you know, it was training camp. It was hotter than mule out there. And, you know the water always feels good when you just sort of spray it all over yourself and i <laughs> and he was like next to me or whatever and i you know he's like and now he's like what are you doing <laughs> he said you're look at you, you're a mess and so from literally from then on i never spread water on myself before tom got on me today mom because <laughs> you know obviously i guess you look sloppy yeah um so yeah because I, I think it was you like next to him that was in the huddle and he's like <laughs> this jabroni over it's here like a mess you got Doesn't, water all over you you and your water bryce and now that's why you only that's right you only use it to hydrate only use it to hydrate well that's cool that you've heard tom cuss because uh we won't hear him cuss here because we had to beep it out but this is tom brady and jim gray from his podcast asking about his future tom you're leaving everybody guessing uh and you said you'll take your time do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh regarding your football career Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's I only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. All right. There's Tom. Shirley was asking about scratching. What does that mean? I guess yeah, you're I, scratching at the topic. <clears throat> you're kind of... I Googled it up. That is actually Jim Gray's nickname given to him by uh, Jack... Nicholson, uh, who said that, it, like you just said, Bryce, scratching, trying to get clawing, digging in. They call him Scratchy? They call him Scratchy. Really? And Jim Gray, I don't know if you know him. I remember him growing up watching boxing matches. He would be in the ring with these guys that just had these fights and was like the most smarmy, mm. like almost smart A question asker. And he'd do it to Mike Tyson. I, I would be scared for him watching on TV. <laughs> he'd be like, Mike, you didn't look good that eighth round. Like, why were you so out of shape? Like, he would ask questions. <laughs> like, And Jim Gray, I think, went after Pete Rose pretty hard. Um, he's kind of known for just kind of saying whatever. Right. There it is. But um, he has been, him and Tom have been doing, they do interviews. That guy, I don't know so, if you've yeah, ever I seen I feel like him. he's probably been hit before. Like, <laughs> in interviews or something yeah 
but he's always on uh westwood one broadcast with uh larry fitzgerald and tom brady but he's uh mm-hmm. he got a good relationship with tom and i guess good enough to where tom can dog cuss him yeah. if he needs to every yeah now and goodness then. gracious all right shirley Rhodes. we're not going to curse at our listeners no. and viewers we're going to make them a winner we're going to yeah. give some away booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right 317-1250 oh Babyface also singing at the super bowl shirley nice that's a throwback that is very much a throwback what caller are we looking for and what are we giving away today uh lunch for two at tiebreakers and i'm gonna call go with caller number 10 call in now 317-1250 caller 10 is a big winner we're back with you pirate radio outdoors and more when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation. And congratulations to Mark Brewington of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Basketball Tuesday, East Carolina. And Tulsa. Bryce got the case of the yawns here. Yawnies. Get rid of those. Rid of them there. Is it in the air? It is in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Um... What was I going to bring up? Oh, yeah. Before we move along and go outdoors with Bryce Williams, uh, let's stay indoors. Another, yes, another ECU shout-out with a little Subdogs flair mm-hmm. on Sports Center last night with Scott Van Pelt. Stanford Steve was rocking the Subdog shirt. Shirley, let's hear the audio of that, if you don't mind. Stanford Steve, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Um, to our friends in East Carolina once again. Yeah. Sup dogs. Sup dogs. Maybe someday we'll come down there. We'll have like a sponsored event. I mean, Holton Ehlers was there eight years, so they need a new face of the program. There he is. We got two faces right here, yeah, guys. Right there. Right ECU. Right Not me. Give me. Take the gym. No gym. quarter. Yeah. No quarter. All right. That's- there you go. That's pretty cool. They How love. Manage that. How who now? Get the shirt. Uh, I'm gonna say. So Stanford Steve actually met Holton Ehlers um in an airport i think they've met a couple of times mm. and stanford steve rocks uh shirts under his jackets like kind of vintage college oh. shirts he'll do like hockey jersey sometimes but it's always some college theme yeah. type thing so he's done east carolina several times he and the bear on their podcast they talk about ecu a lot scott van pelt talks about yeah, ECU a lot. he seems to like us so i'm assuming the last one i saw stanford steve wearing was a nice adidas three stripe 
that looked like that came straight from the football office mm. I, i'm assuming they just send him stuff so yeah. he'll wear it and talk about it so i'm guessing uh sub dogs might have got in on the act oh, there nice and uh that's cool or i could be wrong maybe stanford steve just bought one right. online but uh yeah he's uh no quarter he's rocked our pirate radio gear before too i want to oh, say oh hey yeah so uh stanford steve and svp some big fans of uh of ecu and we're big uh holding guys as well surely i just saw farmville product turquabion smith knocking down some threes pregame as uh he left on a stretcher the other oh. night uh more i guess precautionary than anything uh when he took a tough shot against north carolina but he is out there shooting threes and uh will play tonight at De Pierce mm-hmm. for NC State. We shall see. It says hope he's available to play, so nothing uh nothing certain there. All right, Bryce, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Tell us what you've been up to this week. Well, we let's see, I was home, so I did some work on the hunt lanes and went and sort of scouted out. We kind of got a new um thing cut in last week for um now it's like a main road like i guess a main road you'd say like through the woods again uh obviously access the property a little more um more stand locations now so prepping for that and had a friend of jay's i guess he'd be my friend too but he's obviously jay's age um you know give some insight on what you do about food plots and stuff so the prep for that will be happening soon for food plots for um deer season and so doing that and then i went fishing so it wasn't the best bite i've ever had i guess you could say went fishing saturday um you know got to run the boat and i think i ended up catching two God, oh no we caught one fish suppose we went to the you know went to the area where everybody was going it was a hot place Caught one at first light, and after that, none. Mm. So we didn't get skunk, but I tell you, when you, you know, we said, so we hung it up at like 11 o'clock. I said, you know what, 7 to 11, there's my there's my shift. <laughs> it's 7 a.m. to Clocking <laughs> out. Yeah. So we clocked out there. So yeah, I was able to get on the, you know, get on the water, which is great. I always love running the boat. Um, I was, and obviously, hopes for catching a lot of fish or some big fish. Um, that's yet to come, so I guess I still have to go out there and then prepping for deer season, making sure the hunt land is where it needs to be. So I've been out there. Out there. I've been out there. You can't get them unless you go out there. Out, out that's there. part of the battle. Can't kill them or catch them on the couch. <laughs> can't catch them on the couch. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, there was a video that I saw that I liked, Bryce. It was uh, Jeff Darlington, NFL reporter. And I guess, uh, he says a fishing memory i'll never forget caught my first blue marlin yesterday uh 200 pound fish in 900 feet of water off the coast of fort lauderdale Mm. and uh really cool shot here um the almost bird's eye view of it all going down you see the big fish and you see it's amazing i mean i've never been out there experienced anything like it but the uh the fight that thing's putting up and Mm -hmm. kind of the frantic nature on the boat and as I was saying, it almost like you kind of go from zero to a hundred pretty oh, quick. Yeah. There, most definitely got to be ready to go, ready, ready to uh, step on the throttle when it's time. There you go, Bryce Williams. We will take a timeout, come back, have a little bit more with Bryce. Get ready to wrap things up here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was up 140 points today, closed out at 33,733. NASDAQ was down 30. At 11,334, the S&P slipped two points, finished out the day at 4,016. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Flip. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. 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 Hornets, uh, Suns tonight. Uh, Gordon Hayward out with an injury. This reporter is shocked. All right, let's play a quick couple of rounds of Connect Four. That's not a name of a game, is it? Connect Four is. I think I just created a new a new game. I'm not going to get sued, am I? By the Connect I Four people. I was about to say you might be <laughs> better be careful. We'll call it Four Connect. I'm going to ask you a question. We'll go around the room. Everybody has to answer it, mm. and I will close off the thread by answering that question as well with a different answer. We start with Bryce Williams. Bryce, name a Michael Jackson song. Man in the Mirror. Shirley. Thriller. Chandler. Beat it. Now I'll go bad. Very good. We'll start with Chandler on this one. Name a sports team in the big four, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, that their nickname begins with the letter B. Go. The Bruins. Shirley. The Bears. Bryce. Bengals. I'll go Bucks. Mm, you guys well are good at this. Done, guys. Yes. You guys are good at this. Uh, it's easier when somebody knows the questions and asks them. Because last time we did this, it did not do very well. Bryce, you like to do counties. Yeah. Name a county in the coastal plains region of north carolina and it cannot be pitt county or touch pitt county all right bryce carteret all right chandler samson all right shirley beaufort all right does craven yeah it does doesn't it craven um now i have to answer it uh and um found a friend think of uh where the outer banks is dare yeah is that it yeah dare all right dare don't do drugs we did it we did it well done <laughs> bryce thanks for hanging out thanks today for having me we'll uh talk to you next week okay we'll have the super bowl matchup set bryce says it's going to be Bengals and eagles in super bowl 57 that would be a fun one we shall see mm. shirley chandler we will see you fine folks wednesday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live we'll talk to you then so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.